today on the Little Dum Dum Club, a brand new episode with guests Russell Howard and Ed Gamble Skyping in from beautiful England. We have a bit of news coming up in the back end of the show in Talking Dum Dum, including news about a big live Zoom gig that we are going to do Saturday, May 30. Very exciting stuff. Hot off the presses. Exactly. We're going to do a fun live show for everyone missing it on live shows at the moment where you can jump online and check out our old school bullshit. Finally, you're going to see a live show, a bit of a, maybe a semi-drunk cast. Who knows? So, uh, up the back end in Talking Dum Dum, you'll hear all about that or get on the socials, but um, man, get into it. Until then, enjoy this new episode with two geezers having it, Large Russell Howard and Ed Gamble. <laughs> Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasolo and with me, as always, in the same room, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickheads. Uh, we've got some great guests. Let's uh, not faff around up the top tonight. Joining us uh, down the line, we have two very special guests, Russell Howard and Ed Gamble. Yes. Yes. Hey. Greetings. Greetings. <laughs> that was... Well, that was some real Aussie energy um, because it's nine o'clock there and you're drinking beer versus British lunch. Yeah, yeah. This is I mean? this is us. Uh, this is right? us sharing a six pack yeah. at uh, our mate's place versus you in your fourteen year old bedroom trying not to be too loud to wake your mum up. It's nine a.m. here. Let's be clear about that, just so people don't get confused. <laughs> What I love, it feels like watching you two in your room. We've stumbled upon some sort of frat camboy situation. <laughs> Where you can, there's nothing sexual about it, but you can watch two chums just enjoying each other's oh, company. Oh yeah, mm. it, right. Mm. It's like self I mean? self isolation porn for English people, right? What is, okay. What is yeah. that room as well? Because it looks like you've been kidnapped and they've let you record your own podcast. <laughs> it's my house where I yeah. live, Ed. Okay, this Good. is the Good. this is the kitchen slash living room slash laundry yeah. of where I live and yeah. do my business. It's, okay? it's, a, it's officially called the masturbatorium, but yeah, um, you can call it what you want. Put yeah. something on the walls. It's You've sad. kept a one color tone, haven't you, Tommy? It's <laughs> it's yeah. it's the same color as your fucking jumper. <laughs> 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 Fuck, this is so good. You know what? We've done so many at my house, and I I get shit for for living in an American psycho house where there's nothing on the wall. I'm mm. glad fucking Tommy's copping it for once. Awesome, thank I'd, you. Look, I turn on a virtual background but the laptop that we're currently on is too old to support that on the Zoom software that I'm using. So it's just going to have to be the white drapes behind us for the entirety of this program. See, I'm very sorry. See, I imagine Tommy living in a sort of like a high-tech... You know, like that, the Chinese kid in the Goonies. I sort of imagine like, <laughs> like sort of like that crossed with Wallace and Gromit. Everything's kind of like there's little trains that are kind of delivering you toast and eggs. Whereas Kyle, I just, oh, man. I imagine you live in a fucking cesspit of like, <laughs> just sort of <laughs> like, oh. That's cool that you get like an inventor vibe from I it. I do. That's, nice. that's what I get. And everything's like, choo, choo. And it's sort of, you know, the yep. sort of like, you know, Macaulay Culkin, you know, sort of. But with, mm. with Kyle, I just sort of see like old Liverpool posters and just a baby padding through. Just you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. There's a bit of that. There's a bit of, uh, there's a lot of. A lot of my wife saying, "Does this have to? Does this have to be here? Can we throw this stuff out?" There's a lot of that going on at the moment. So, um, <laughs> Russell, we've had on the show before, um, and, and lovely, always uh, very generous with his time. And the good thing about 
you, Russell, is that you sort of know what you're getting with us already. And, you know, your, your, I guess your vision of Australian comedians is like one of your good mates is Harley Breen. So it's like, great, you think positively of Australia. Now, Ed, I'm a bit more worried about because I think Ed's connection to Australian comedians is he's had Ronnie Chang on his podcast lately. Yeah. And... He knows Ray Badron quite well, which just just to be clear, we're not all like either of those two fucking idiots. By the way, we're not either insane, uh, and we also can speak English, so we're a little bit different from both of those. Yeah, those two are uh, unique personalities. Don't worry, I definitely wasn't thinking that they represent the entire continent. Um, yeah, Ray's Ray's. They are literally two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, Ray's amazing though. Ray was in the UK for about two years before anyone met him. Like he just, <laughs> he snuck over here and just started, like most Australian comedians will come over when they've got a bit of heat and they'll start doing like the best gigs. Ray came over and started doing like the toilet circuit for two years before he told anyone he was here. <laughs> he doesn't seem to care. He's, he's fucking hilarious. Great. Can I, now, th- this is the thing. Now, now Ray, I'm not sure if Russ met Ray, but Ray, um, I gave my extra ticket to when uh, Russ, you gave me uh, two tickets to go and see Liverpool at Anfield a couple of months ago. Oh, what a time! Mm. Um, now, now this is this is a snapshot of what Ray's like. If you don't know Ray now, I asked Ray about Ed coming on the show, and I'll just read out the transcript of um, of, of what's happened here. Now, I, I asked I asked him to get in touch with you. He's come back at me the other day and, and said this. Um, he said, "Oh, look, I've I've sent this." I've sent this to, to Ed, and, and here's the transcript of, of what's come back. He said, look, I sent him this. This Australian podcast has asked me to get in touch and ask if you'd like to be interested in doing their podcast. It's called Little Dumb Dumb Club. It's got quite a big following. Uh, Russell Howard's the other guest on the episode they want you to do. You said, who the fuck is this? No idea why I'm following you. Please fuck off. I'm not doing your friend's stupid-ass <laughs> podcast. Now, that's, that's the screenshot he sent me on Twitter, right? And yeah. he sent that to me and goes, um, oh, what do you think? And uh, I said, well... He's betraying his heritage by spelling it ass, A-double-S. Disgraceful. And he said, no, but what should I do? Do you think he's serious? And I said, "And I said, yes, he's serious. He doesn't know who you are and you should fuck off. <laughs> and he said, no, we go way back. I said, I don't think you read his message properly. He said, we go way back to the New Zealand Comedy Festival in 2017. And I said, quite a history. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> Uh, and, and then he said, okay, but seriously, have you got his email? I said, no, that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> then he says, okay, look, this was a joke that's backfired. He sent me his email, but I deleted it, assuming you had it, along with all the other messages after this, so I could screenshot just this bit and send it to you. However, he is keen, but I can't go back to asking again for his email address because he, he'll think I'm fucking crazy. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. So then we had to get your email via another person. Do Fucking you, hell, you, what an idiot. Do you, like, hear, do you want to hear what he actually said to me before he deleted all those messages? I said, Please. yes. I would love very, to if you can make sense of it, sure. Uh, I was very gracious. Uh, and then we organised it all. And then he and then he followed it up with, actually, Ed, can you please send me a message saying fuck them and their stupid podcast <laughs> and telling me not to get in touch with them? I want to screenshot it, send it back uh, as my reply. So that's that was the whole plan. And then I didn't think he'd actually. I thought he'd just screenshot that message that I sent rather than delete the whole fucking conversation. Yeah. Oh, he man. sounds like yeah, you know, like normally on like survival shows where they have like an expert. They, it feels like they should just have him, and the show should be called We're Fucked. And just like lo- yeah. lo- loads of celebrities rock up with, um, what's his name? Ray. Ray, yeah. Like, yeah. Who's yeah. even called fucking Ray as a young man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Ray, yeah. Ray's, all Rays do is sell fucking second-hand cars. 
and just <laughs> yeah, say yeah, things yeah, like Russ, you think the name's bad? Wait till you see and hear him. It's a <laughs> well, whole I've, other I've experience. I've seen photos of him in my seat at Yeah, the, at the name's the best bit. Oh, you know. But <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. And yes. he seems like quite a nice bloke, but he's clearly fucking mad. If you don't, if you only knew he was called Ray and only heard his voice, you'd assume he was eighty-five. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so what are we dealing with? Like, g- give me a, an impression. Oh, I can't, I can't oh. start knocking around an Australian I, accent on this. So I, Tommy, I, I, I think Tommy can do one. I think Tommy could. Oh man, I don't know that I've got it in me. Like, I don't know that I have that much saliva hanging yeah. around <laughs> in my. Yeah, there's in a lot of gullet at the moment. Constantly open froth mouth happening. and sort of tongue lolling out like oh, a big really? dog. Full yeah. Labrador. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, there's a there's a there's a strong mad dog vibe going on with Ray Badger. Nice. Oh man, sure. the, anytime he's on this podcast and I have to go back and edit through his track, it's like you know, people like the ASMR thing where people are like into like <laughs> the soft, it's like reverse yeah. it's like reverse ASMR. <laughs> it's like the most Brutal disc. It makes me want to like get rid of every bit of saliva out of my body. Just hearing it, it just sloshing around in my eardrums for an hour. It's fucking. Yeah. It's torture. Ho- hopefully, we won't talk about Ray Badger for the whole time. But I do. I want to talk about. One more I want to talk about another guest uh, that I only know through. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can I can I ask one more question? Yes. One more question about Ray, sure. and then and then we'll get on to, sure. you, to the your question, which is this. Lovely, thank you so much. We've talked about this, how, how you um, gave me your tickets for, to go to Anfield, to go to Liverpool a couple of a months ago. Now, I, I don't know that many people in England. I asked Ray, he fucked me around massively. We, we sort of had a, a, a massive few moments there. Anyway, we got there. Um, for some reason, it took me quicker to get from Australia to Anfield than it took for him to go from London to Anfield for some fucking reason. So anyway... We got there. Now, I was, I've was i been genuinely worried about the feedback off, off the fact that you, they're your regular seats. Now, we sat there and Ray Badrin talked about how well he's doing in London comedy and the London comedy scene and how great he's... how much he's killing it in English comedy at the moment right. for the entire match. Right. And you could and you could see. I assume that they're all they're, they're regular season ticket holders next door, and you could just see these old blokes that look like they've obviously been coming to Anfield every second Saturday for sixty years, and they're just looking at Ray Badger and going, "We don't give a <laughs> yeah. fuck how you've been going at the fucking budgie and whistle in fucking Canterbury or wherever the fuck you're, you're talking about." Yeah. And they were just looking, and and also it was like a night where. You know, we only just scraped over the line against West Ham and, you know, all the reports were, you know, I was so looking forward to it and all the reports were like, oh, there was a severe lack of atmosphere and I'm like, it was fucking Badrin. Badrin (laughs) spread that around the... The stadium. I'm <laughs> really pissed everyone off. Now, was there was there any feedback off the off the people that you sit with regularly? No, no, no. But what happens, like for whatever reason, every so often these kind of people come to a game where you kind of, if you're into football and you support Liverpool and you're at Anfield, it's like this kind of ah, ah, ah moment, and you're kind of just lost in the emotion. And there's always somebody talking. My favourite. There was a couple that had come up from Plymouth, right? And they were two seats behind us and they were just getting pissed and they were just all the way throughout the game. There's like Mane, Firmino, world-class athletes doing incredible thing with the ball and they go, yeah, of course, our Sarah's been down nursery and uh, we've got a phone call from the teacher the other day and the teacher's like, your Sarah's been doing sit-down kisses with Nathan. <laughs> and then the girl goes, yeah, I heard that sit-down kisses. She's only five and they're already doing sit-down kisses. Who's this Nathan? I said, I don't know. I never met this. It's going on and on and on. The second half starts. They don't come out. And my brother said with perfect timing, oh, what a shame that they're not back. I wanted to hear more about their whore daughter. And, the, <laughs> and ev- everybody around just went, 
And then they kind of <laughs> sat down. But it's classic my brother. Now, the interesting thing is that Ed, Ed knows my brother very well because he was previously in a uh, sort of a sketch, sketch, comedy sketch? Yeah, like a double act, yeah, double act podcast, act. double act and type thing. My, yeah. my brother used to come to all of their gigs, like religiously. And my brother's got he a did. fucking mental laugh. So Ed's he has, he has the, I think the biggest laugh out of anyone I've ever experienced. In his <laughs> like, I fucking uh, squall. Wow. But yeah. he, yeah, he like right. screams like he's been surprised <laughs> by someone in a hockey yeah. mask. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifyingly loud. And you really have to get used to it every time. It's yeah. great though. Yeah, he loved it. Still a big fan. Great. Sorry, so, you're, so, so you're seeing him at the gigs and you're thinking, I've got a big in with the Howard dynasty here. Oh, One day this is going to pay off dividends yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. No, but you can't have, the problem is you can't, like whenever we do something on TV, my brother comes to all the shows and he knows all the guys that work on the show, but you can't have him in the audience because of his laugh. Because then, yeah, yeah, just right. like, well, just people will, I'm not kidding you. It's like, ah! like that's how he laughs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so he has to sit with a fucking lawyer who's watching the show to check whether things are okay. So this poor person's been through law school. <laughs> and now they're sat next to my brother who intermittently goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And normally, but normally, right. you know, if your brother laughs at it that loudly, it's probably not okay legally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> he's, the, uh, he's the sensor alarm. Yeah, he's yeah. the buzzer. Yeah. He's, he's letting you know you've got to take it off yeah, the air. He's the canary down the well. Yeah, right. Um, Russ, you had a question about another guest. Was it... Was it um, well, I don't know whether you've discussed uh, this, um, but the last time I saw you, um, there's been lots of, listen, there's been lots of uh, stories about the coronavirus, how it started. Was it the wet markets? Was it the pangolins? Has anyone mentioned mm-hmm. Kappa? Because yeah. the last time, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. last time to fill you in, Ed, last time I saw these guys, they sent a, like Ray Badran, I can't imagine how he compares to Kappa because Kappa is... It, it is a good comparison. The yeah, most, yeah, it's fair. draggled lovable <laughs> fuckwit I've ever met in my life. I, I yeah. in, instantly yeah. fell in love with him. Like, if I were a woman, yeah. he would be top of my pity fuck list. Like, <laughs> like just, I, like, do you know what I mean? Almost on a monthly basis, I'd see him and he'd be a real problem for me if I were a lady. Yeah. I, there's something really beguiling about him. But he's, and basically, I said, look, I'll give you $200 if you straighten your hair and travel from um, Australia to England um, because he was going through China now. Yeah, now Ed, sorry, just so you know, that we, we our fans uh, crowdfunded his trip yeah. from Melbourne to London so he could be at our gigs and take the take money off another English comedian <laughs> uh, so he could be on the show instead of someone around there. But we but we forced him to go the worst way possible. So he went through about seven or eight or nine countries or something. <laughs> and And... And he, and he wasn't allowed to have a, like a hotel room or anything like that. So he was just, yeah, he was asleep. In, uh, he was, he was, a, and, and he was dressed in a tuxedo the whole time and makeup. Mm. And then Inearing. Russell got him to, to have straightened hair the whole time because he usually has very curly Afro hair. So that's what happened. Now, he, part of it was he went all the way through China um, in this unwashed tuxedo that was, a, that was on the boil for about three or four days by that mm, stage. Yeah. Mm. So, yes, there, there, is a, there is a strong feeling no, that... Put that it forward, but when he arrived in the UK, he was floating. Like, yeah. was, <laughs> he, was, he looked so disgusting. He, he smelled yeah. so, so bad. So, yeah. is anyone... Oh, we saw him... We saw him fresh off that trip. We saw him... When he arrived in Serbia, yeah. we were, like, the first people to see him after this three days of travel, and it was... 
It was something else. He was a man on the edge. <laughs> fucking right, because he's gone from Australia through China to fucking Serbia <laughs> in a fucking tuxedo yeah. with makeup on and straightened hair. Yeah, and then we, with the three of us, all hang out in Serbia with some other people for a couple of days, and then we're going back to London to do these shows. So we hop on the plane, and he's just basically like, "See you later, guys. I'm off to get a boat." Like he, it then took him like three or four more days to get back from Serbia to London. Yeah, and also, by the way, Ed. So we we went there to do a gig in Serbia, and we did the gig, and he was still in the same tuxedo and still hadn't washed and all of that sort of stuff in the makeup and the straightened hair. He got on stage and did the gig. And didn't reference the tuxedo or the makeup or anything at any stage. Yeah, because and that's, then... that's part of his skin now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's used to it, yeah. yeah. Didn't reference his appearance. So people were like, what the fuck is going on? And then decided, for whatever reason, not to do any of his gold material, just to do some B-sides from about eight years ago that didn't work in, that didn't work in a country that spoke English. Yeah. And decided to whack it out in front of people that didn't speak the language. And, and just cross his fingers and hope it worked there. <laughs> I love him. I mean, he, he, like, sounds, he sounds like a fucking Mate, mess. He's ri- yeah, but yeah. there's something about him. Fuck, he's so funny. <laughs> yeah. he's f- like, yeah. he looks, and he looks so brilliantly Australian to me. He just looks like, like you could bowl a cricket ball at him and it like with no pads mm. on it, hit him in the face and he'd go, oh yeah. Here's, here's the latest with Nick Cabber. So this is, the, out of all that description, now he is one of the rare people, I guess, in Australia at the moment that has a job. Now, his job at the moment is, I'd love to say, I'd love to give you the option of picking what his job is, of guessing what he's doing for a living at the moment. But I think it would be, have a guess if you like. I just think it's going to take too long. Uh, Is he working in a food factory? Oh, God, that would be the end of Australia, I believe, (laughs) at this point, if, if if that was the thing. No, he's not. What he's well, well, Ed doesn't is guess. He, Ed doesn't guess. guess. Oh, sorry, Ed. Ed. Ed, um, please. Bear in mind, I've got l- I've got less info and background. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Guess that, the that, job of this man you've never met yeah. or seen a photo of before. It's all being taken into account, Ed. You won't be looked at, he looked looks down like, on if you if you don't like, nail it. You know, like um, the three stages of man. If like, like he's somewhere <laughs> he's somewhere between Joe Mangle and a Wookie. That's kind of what yeah, he yeah. Is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love him if he was closer to the water, closer to being a fish, just so he could get a wash. Yeah. But he's not. He's, it, he's quite it, out of the water. He's a gingery, less salivary Ray Badrum. Yeah. That's kind of all you need to know. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, dentist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. You don't think much of Australia, do you? <laughs> so, th- 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 this is what he's literally doing at the moment. He's walking around for four or five days a week around different suburbs in Melbourne, just checking to see if there's any cracks in the footpath. That's his job at the moment. <laughs> and I still think he's underqualified for it. <laughs> what? That's his job. That's what he's doing for is a that living for at the real? moment. The council is paying him to check for cracks in the footpath. What? Me, that feels like somebody that's taken pity on him and has invented yes. invented a job so that he... Uh, yes. He how, is that, see, how is that, that a priority it, at the moment? everything that's going on it's like we can't have anyone tripping over on top of all of this yeah, yeah. well you mum's know, mum's got enough problems with corona without the threat of also breaking her back from yeah. stepping on a crack <laughs> yes, you know? yes exactly someone said this to us on the show on a bonus episode the other day and i laughed about it i already knew this and i just assumed it was a joke no 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 this i is didn't real. even know this was a real I, job i think i think it, like, exactly like you said i think it's some sort of made-up jo- uh, job that t- someone's 
took pity on it. I think it's like the effect that it's had on Russell Howard here. Yeah. Because like you're like, oh, what a lovely, lovable guy. He's a fucking idiot. But you know, I want to help him out. I'll give him two hundred pounds to straighten his hair. Yeah. That, that's the, it's oh, a, right. yeah, effectively you, the same thing I, that's happened in Australia. Do you think? Do you think what's happened is someone at the council has said to Kappa, "You need to sort out the crack situation." Because they think, <laughs> they, think, they think he's on yeah. grey day drugs. And yeah, he's yeah. taken it upon himself to... <laughs> what is he doing? Is he When he sees one, does he take a photo? Does he ring someone? What the fuck? Like, yeah. is he then going, oh is yeah, he it's, fucking, start... it's fucking dead. It's past the uh, the fucking red car. And it's just a little bit... <laughs> <laughs> do, it, do, do we know, does Kappa have... If he sees a crack, does he have the authority to start filling it in himself <laughs> or is that above his pay grade is that out of his jurisdiction no, he's got he's got to ring somebody up to fit and he has <laughs> yeah, he has to stand the there just like waiting until somebody goes that's not a fucking crack that's an eyelash oh fuck uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> also also I believe it's a two man job so they don't trust Capper out there by himself to yeah. look at cracks just needs he, a second opinion he's got someone else He's got someone else in, in case they don't trust him with his opinions on crack. So it sounds mm. like it's, it sounds like it's going to be a terrible one-man show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he spent looking yeah. at cracks in the pavement, and that made him realise about the cracks in his personality. Yeah. That's the yeah. conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. yes. Ooh. And and also, what a comparison between 2019 2020. He's like being paid to fly across the world in a tuxedo and makeup and straightened hair. This year, he's being paid to look for cracks in footpaths. <laughs> Fucking hell! But it's also. Maybe, maybe it's a really maybe it's a ploy by the Australian councils to keep people off the streets because you go now there's a fucking there's a bloke in the street counting cracks. I, yes, you know what I mean. Give him some distance. I bet you nobody is going within two meters of Kappa if he's just there going one. There's one. There's another one. There's, yeah. He's got, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. a little Columbo book with all his fucking cracks in that he's just yeah, drawing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tommy. What were you going to say? I love the idea that it's uh, you know if you have like a jury in a court case and they don't agree on a verdict, it's like a hung jury and they're not allowed to leave until they reach a consensus. I like the idea that it's the same thing with Kappa and this other guy checking for cracks with him. So if they can't agree that it's a crack they're just there all day yeah. like Kappa's like that's definitely a crack the other yeah. guy's like it's at, you're out of your fucking mind that's just a natural that's a natural crease in the cement yeah. it's just all of a sudden been there all afternoon also just just so everyone that's listening at home is aw- you know is aware I'm aware that we've got two big name English comedians on and mm. we're just asking them about their favourite Australian open mic comedians <laughs> yes okay. I'm very I'm very aware that what that's what we're doing at the moment yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, is there anyone else you, you want to check in on? <laughs> Russ, anyone else from Australia that either of you are interested in hearing about that we can uh, well, fill you in on? Uh, Harley. But no one I know how Harley is. Harley's moved in uh, inland and he's, uh, he's yep. in a place with absolutely no Wi-Fi the other day. And uh, we were having mm. a Zoom conversation with my friend Joe who lives in New York and a bird had, had flown into his door and was stunned and was kind of flapping mm-hmm. about on the uh, driveway and uh, there were a few of us discussing, and he was like, "What should I do? I don't know what to do." And Harley was just going, "Fucking ate it! Fucking ate it!" <laughs> so he's in the middle of the bush, <laughs> screaming, "Fucking eat it!" Um, so I th- that's a very good Harley brain impression. So I think mm. I think he's doing all right. Yeah, but but aside from that, um, yeah. 
How are you guys? It's nice to see two chums together in a room, albeit a bleak room with nothing in it. <laughs> Have you- it's it, it, it's like we're free, but we're still in prison. Yeah. It feels it feels weird. Yeah. We're in content prison. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're 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 going all right. I um I I look. This is what I've I've done yesterday. Is that I. I had an account and I, I got my tax done and I, I've got a massive tax bill. And, uh, I, I, thank you, thank you. Someone's, someone's doing all right, but is about to be yeah. not doing as all right. If you um, thought hearing about an open mic you don't know was boring, strap in, this cunt's about to start talking tax. Yeah. <laughs> it's tax talk. It's Get tax the abacus talk. out, fellas. It's tax talk. Um, now, what's happened is, I, so I've got the shits up. Despite not knowing anything about tax and anything about accountancy, I've decided that this person doesn't know how to fucking do their job properly. Right. So I've, I've rung them up and, ha- and had a crack, even though I'm, I don't really know what I'm doing. So then my, uh, and what that's all bred out of is the fact that, um, now my wife is the most mild-mannered person of all time. Um, uh, I'm not so much, and, and she puts up with a lot from me. But what's happened is I've told her, I've said, look, I, I should tell you this is how much I owe in tax this year. And she's fucking lost yeah, her mind. Yeah, you she's <laughs> lost her fucking you mind. You should tell her. You're right, you should tell her. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. What time did you, well, did you wake her up? It sounds like you're like, listen, I just... <laughs> Something I know you're dreaming and that, but we're in real trouble. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have to sell the kid. Sweet. Yeah, it's, yes. it's looking bad. So I've I've told her now because she's from an Italian family. Now they're not they're not tight asses. They're not you know. This will be good. That, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is they they know the value of a dollar. Oh, they yeah. know. Yeah, they're, they're tough talkers. They're they're you guys bargainers. know what they're like. They're yeah, bargainers yeah, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah disgusting. Such a, such you know a strong, like. yeah, yeah. strong left turn from tax into racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying I'm saying that they know the value of a dollar and they and they they decide what it is and then everyone has to match that and that's it. That this is this is the, the in laws in particular. My my stepfather, not stepfather, Step- father in law. Fucking hell! Right, sorry. <laughs> That's the other thing about the Italians. They bring you in, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> they adopt you when you marry their yeah, daughter. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my your daddy. Your daddy. Once, yeah, yeah. My daddy. My mother. Yeah. My, my new mummy. Right. So he wants, um, uh, he owns a building that, the, the, that a Pizza Hut franchises. Of course it's and pizza. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, Must kill him. Must kill him that it's Pizza Hut. That's yeah, so fucking brutal. That's it. That's also that's also how I get in trouble with my wife when she says I'm Italian. And she was born down the street. She was born very close to where we live. I'm like, you're not Italian, you're Pizza Hut Italian. <laughs> that's when most fights kick off. So anyway. He owns a, a, a building that has a, a, a Pizza Hut in it. And they kept saying, "Oh, we want to, we want to um, buy it back off you, all this sort of stuff." And he, he refused to deal with them until they come and met him in person, and then they he wouldn't budge on the price, and so they had to fly from Sydney to Melbourne and then come all the way out to his house, and then he did his classic old man talk, you know, like a, a Grandpa Simpson sort of deal. That's exact. That's sort of what he is. He just wants to have a talk for like three hours. He literally had a talk for three hours. The Pizza Hut boss came out, and they hadn't changed the price. He hadn't got anything out of him, but what my father-in-law had negotiated was a three-hour talk with someone that couldn't interrupt him. <laughs> he just wanted to talk about fucking shrubbery and the birds outside and whatever yep. the fuck it is. No difference to the price. He just got a good three-hour talk out of Kyle, it. So that that's what we're dealing with. What the fuck's that got to do with your tax, mate? So, right, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, yes. Carl runs the Pizza Hut. Yeah. So no. this was him meeting up with the father-in-law to negotiate. So that, that they're negotiators. They're, they're, that's what they're like. Right. So 
That's why my wife got so upset. So I, they said you had to go with my account. My wife said I am enjoying this story, now. but I've just had a text from my mum that says the kitchen door is open, which is not a metaphor. Um, I have to uh, <laughs> <laughs> go downstairs. And try. For the listeners, Russ is at his parents' house. Yes. This isn't like he's not ru- he's not rushing over to his parents' house to close their kitchen he's door. Gonna, yeah, and he's got to drive th- for three hours to shut a kitchen door. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back. Also that. Also, that sounds like he, you know, Russ hated that sort of slightly boring story and texted himself so that he had an excuse to leave the room. <laughs> like when you're going yeah. on a blind date, like, yeah, yeah call me around 8pm and yeah. just say you've got bad news. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, while we're ra- waiting for um, Russell to come back, let's just quickly say that, so Ray got back to us and said, yeah, Ed's in, and then I emailed you, Ed's in for tomorrow with Russ, and then I emailed you just to confirm that that yeah. was all good and that you were cool to record yourself, and you went, Ray didn't mention the day. I no. can't do tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, there, was no, there was no there was no mention of any day. It was just a general, <laughs> would you be up would for this you? podcast, generally? Yeah. Hypothetically, are you yeah, into yeah, the yeah. idea of podcasting? Ray Badron's hypotheticals. <laughs> he basically laid out what a podcast was for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, I was great, like, yeah, that great. sounds great. Yeah, no time for mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I already, I, I do do a podcast myself already. I am aware of the concept. So <laughs> yes. yes, it's a big, it's a big ten four on the in general from me. Yeah. Okay, Russell's back, and now the listener can work out from the amount of time that he was gone how how the distance from the spare room to the kitchen yeah. in the family house, yeah. and and work out what kind of architecture yeah. we're dealing yeah. with. Yeah. Well, basically. Uh, my dad was in the garden with the dogs, so I had to check the dogs were there in case they'd run into the street. So I had to go into the garden, find the dogs. Dogs were in the shed with my dad, and I ran. Damn. Yeah. It's all happening. Yeah. It's busy right. stuff. So don't worry. I've saved the rest of the accounting story for now. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I am on fucking tenterhooks over here. Carl's <laughs> <laughs> so, so. rewarding himself with another beer. He's barely even a quarter through the story, and he's thought, nah, yeah. daddy's thirsty. But what this I love is, is, is going to be a big one. That you have the audacity to have a go at your father in law for having rambling three-hour conversations. <laughs> and you, you host a podcast known for regular three-hour rambling conversations. Um, now, this, now, this is what's happened. This is what's happened. I've, um, uh, uh, the in-laws have said, right, you've got to go with our accountant from now. And I'm like, okay. So I ring the accountant and I have the whole story where I say, look, this is what I'm unhappy with my current accountant for. Um, this is what I think was wrong here. Uh, I've been basically forced to sort of come and talk to you about uh, all of this sort of stuff. And so he's he's sort of been a bit on the money and he's like opened up with five to ten minutes of stuff that sort of sounds pretty good. And he's hooked me in and I'm, I, you know, look, I'm a, I'm a pretty good customer. Like I, if I walk into a shop, I, I kind of feel like it's part of the social contract to buy something if I walk into a shop. So if I'm on the phone to this accountant, I guess I better just go with him. Okay. Right. That, that's how I generally work. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, I'm a bit too nice in shops. So I've gone, okay, I guess I'm going with this new accountant. Now, just to close off the phone call, he's gone, yeah, so it's all a bit tough for us at the moment, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a bit quiet. And he's like, yeah, due to this whole fake virus thing, <laughs> this whole yes. hoax and, you know, everyone should yes. be allowed outside and do whatever they want. And I was like, man, you were so close. You yeah. nearly had the sale. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hell. And I've just had to get off the phone and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to my wife and say, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't go with your accountant. Uh, he seems to be some sort of fucking tin hat conspiracy person. Yeah. I, I just can't do it. I can't, I don't know. Is that a good thing to go to give your finances to someone 
with that train of thought. I, maybe Mate, he's some sort of Rain Man genius with numbers. I don't know. You've entirely made the right choice. Of course you have. Yeah, you don't, right. It's like that's such a red flag of like, oh, okay, fine. Fine. Do you know what I mean? But that right, speaks yeah. to me of like, I'm not getting a fucking calculator from that fucking country. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if he, if he if he believes if he believes that he's going to believe all sorts of like mad financial theories as well. Completely, he's yeah, going to yeah. start right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. invest your money yeah. in a new cyber currency invented by a rapper right. or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going to get I'm going to get my tax bill and go. What the fuck is eleventy? What's that? <laughs> what, what the fuck's this? <laughs> I went for a drive just a bit out of uh, town the other day, and Woo! I stopped in to get a burger. Yeah, yeah, we can do that here. No big deal. Um, I stopped in to get a burger at this like little takeaway place and I've ordered and then I'm looking and on the counter there was like a little notice basically apologising to customers for um, some of their supply being disrupted. So it was basically saying, you know, we might not have some of these ingredients and also we've had to put some of our prices up by a couple of dollars here and there. Pretty fair enough stuff, but the way that they had written this notice, the start of it was like, so as you're probably aware, there's been a bit of an outbreak of absolute idiocy recently and it's just this note that is just same thing like apologizing for the slight disruptions but just going off about how this whole thing is fake and mm. oh everyone's lost their minds and i was like oh, i've already ordered the burger <laughs> yeah. i'm in a right-wing <laughs> burger shop this yeah. sucks yeah but yeah. that's even worse Fuck. because if you don't want to order food from a place where they're preparing it where they don't believe the virus is real mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah no one's yeah. using gloves they're fucking hacking yeah. up all over the meat oh, it's disgusting yeah, yeah yeah i'm coughing on all the burgers and none of our customers yeah. are getting sick so what does that tell you folks that that is a great place for a food place to be like oh because of the virus now we have to wash your hands like the queen <laughs> fucking hell. but also them going like oh this has all happened and so you know we've put all of our prices up a, a couple of bucks and it's like nowhere else that i've been to has done that like that's right. not an established thing it's yeah, just them yeah. going like well you know we don't believe in it yeah. but we may as well use it to cash in yeah. <laughs> it's so weird over here like they're, they're just beginning to try and sort of get restaurants and stuff going and then i just can't see it man like i don't know if you're like this ed but um whenever we have like food delivered from like a like tesco food delivery or whatever kind of like spray everything give everything a wipe down and if we have like a takeaway similarly you kind of take everything out kind of make like even if it's madness it's kind of like super safety so the kind of anxiety that would go through your hands if you saw somebody with like a thumb on the plate as they were, ca- do you know what yeah. I mean? You'd be like, no, mm. fuck this, gotta go. I just can't see it, man. Yeah, yeah, can't and even yeah, yeah. if if you start going places where it's socially distanced and uh, like everyone there who works there is wearing PPE, it's really yeah. gonna take the special the special feeling out of a night out, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> if the waiter or waitress is wearing a full mask and rubber gloves yeah, yeah. when they bring you your food, yeah, yeah. get you excited for what I, you're about to imagine. Wear. Yeah, an Italian bloke in a fucking zorb with a pepper grill. <laughs> 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 At least you can't hear their three-hour lectures when they're yeah. in orb, am I right? <laughs> I, I have it now. I have a pizza place that's up the road from me now. I've I've been my sort of big trip out of the house every day is I go for like a nine nine thirty p.m. run. I'll go for a run and then I'll reward myself because of that exercise by by getting something from a restaurant by by supporting the local economy oh, by getting some fast what food. A hero. Uh, yeah, and yeah. 
I know, not bad. And uh, NHS are doing their bit, I guess, but I'm, I, I think I'm sort of stepping it up. Yeah, at 9.30pm while they're trying to close up, I'm sure they're wrapped with that effort. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hero. Yeah, yeah to, see a, to see a sweating, wheezing man coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we, yeah. We've just finished the mandatory two and a half hour sanitation that we have to do every night when yeah, we close exactly. up. And now we've got to start from scratch. Yeah, yeah. so... Now, a lot of these restaurants, a lot of places are starting to sort of get ready to open up again um, because that, that might be happening in the next couple of weeks over here. Oh, man. Now, I, 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 went, I went to a place the other night where they're, they're one of these places that are showing off their autographs from like when famous people have come along to the shop, right? Now, they've got all their plates at the front of the shop that have been signed by like customers over the years and whatever. Now... You can't sit down. Everything's been scrubbed and whatever. Now, what I've noticed is I think someone's made a major mistake because what they've done is all, all of the plates have got like um, stickers on them saying who signed them. But someone has accidentally washed all the plates. So half the plates <laughs> right. have got all the autographs scrubbed off them. <laughs> right. So there's just empty plates with stickers on them with like old... Australian rules football players' names on them, but no evidence that no anyone has signed them. So Do you want to hear a story on that note, right? So my friend, I have to f- figure out the backstory here. So it was my 40th birthday um, during lockdown. I was meant to be in Amsterdam doing a gig. Instead, as we know, I was at my parents' house. Wanking. And my friend wanking. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. The real the that that's the real red light district of your parents' house. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Your bedroom. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for that pickup, Ed. Yeah. You can yeah, tell no that's worries. a guy that yeah, yeah, podcasts I'll, his little ring off. This guy gets it. <laughs> I'm here for you guys. So, um, my friend uh, James is a singer, and he knows Gary Barlow who is also a singer. Mm. And Gary Barlow... From Take That, right? That's right. Gary Barlow yep. knows Kenny Darglish. So f- oh. for my birthday... Legendary ex, this is ex-player it. and ex-manager of Liverpool. So for my 40th yeah. birthday, my friend got Gary Barlow to ask Kenny Darglish to sign a Liverpool shirt for me, saying, happy 40th, love Kenny Darglish. Wow. This was given Fuck to yeah. me... This was my present. I, I got it during lockdown. I was like, oh my God, it was amazing, amazing. Two days later, my mum had washed it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. And, and you know when you go in, fuck mum, you're about to become a statistic. Because <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like, you know when you just go in, you, you just can't rewind that. You can't go, oh, Kenny, could you? There were so many things that happened to make this special thing occur in my life. And now it's yeah. just a fucking Liverpool shirt. Oh, man. Fucking witch. And what's, <laughs> yeah. What's your reaction? Do you go full 40-year-old tantrum? Like, how no, do I'm you... Because ha- everyone said, you know, you move back home, you regress a little she bit. She was like... so upset. It was like that thing of like, she was like, oh, I, oh, God, I'm so... Oh, God, please... Oh, oh. And like, she, I think, had I, you know, if I had this sort of a bit of, bit of the tyrant about me, she would have let me flog her. Like, do you know what I mean? wow. like she, and she would have, yeah. she would have wanted that, but I knew that there was more to be gained if I let her keep the sadness. So how did it? Eating. How did it get to that point, Russ? Are you just leaving your clothes everywhere now? You've, yeah. Well, this now you've is, yeah. Well, Ed's yeah. Ed's coming at it from a lovely, reasonable point of view. Yeah. So I had just put this Liverpool shirt on the. Um, on the armchair in the front room. Dirty laundry basket. No, no, no. Mm. And, and mum had mistaken, <laughs> she'd mistaken it. So that's the problem. You could see why she did it, but just, yeah. 
Just check. It's fine though, isn't it? Uh, Ed, are you in fo- are you into football at all, Ed? <laughs> not at all. Thank you very much. Oh. It's not for me. I, I'm. I apologise. Oh. There's been a lot of football no, chat that's so fine. far. I've got. No, I know who Kenny Dalglish is. I'm aware of Liverpool yeah. Football Club. Uh, yeah. I used to support Chelsea in the 90s because I felt forced to socially, uh, and now absolutely not. I've abandoned all of that. It's in my past. Well, knowing all that, here's a big long football story that I've got lined up. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, hey so. Ed, I'm with you. If you want to just like hop into a side Zoom window and we can just do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we can just do our own split Tommy, pod, the two of us. Dude, but Tommy, minutes. this is the thing. This is the thing because Ed, mm-hmm. Ed is massively, and he's he's got lots of great uh, stand up about this. Um, he's you would never have thought this, but he's you're massively into like heavy metal, aren't you? Like death metal. Yeah, oh, that's my, that's really? my obsession, like horrible heavy metal, yeah. So, But this is the interesting oh. thing, because Tommy was taken to a Liverpool game as someone that doesn't really like football. And when you're initiated in the right way, so I think you could take us to like a, a, a dirty metal night and we could see why it's wonderful. Oh, totally. Yeah, oh, 100%. Be... The, gig, the gigs are fucking incredible. Like, yeah. I think yeah. it would have to be the right band. I think if it's t- if it's too dirty and too harsh, I think you'd want to leave. But what is what is who, the wildest who, thing who, that can happen? Are, yeah, wild things don't really happen in the crowd. Like there's mosh pits and stuff, but everyone's very friendly and they look after each other. But some of the just some of the white noise that comes off those bands sometimes is fucking disgusting. Like you would need what, ear, what you earplugs. But do you know what I mean? What, what's, it's like... the, what's the politics like? What's the politics like? Politics. In the you got your politics. Fucking but yes. if you got your old it's definitely remote. Grizzled... It's definitely remote. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I mean, I mean, I don't mean that. I mean, in terms of like the older, older metal and the older metal fans and like fans like yourself that would probably be into newer metal. Are you, are you into older metal? Like, like, what, 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 what are you into? I like all, I like all sorts of stuff. Do you want to know my politics as well? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. No, your metal politics. That's what I'm after. Your metal politics. My yeah. Metal what are we politics. doing? Are we getting over to UK and going to Children of Bodom together? Like, what's your? What are you into? What I think are you into? I think they've changed their name recently. You know, Children of Bodom. Have they? Yeah, I think oh, so. Okay. The, yeah, the, but no, I like that. I like that sort of stuff. I was listening to a, uh, a UK modern thrash band called Havoc this morning. Cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I, I was listening to this. Was I was writing some stuff about it to be fair, but yesterday. I was listening to a Peruvian band called Anal Vomit, um, which nice, I nice. wouldn't I wouldn't pop on in the background, but it's it's right. pretty fucking horrible. But uh, I like older what? stuff as well. I like Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, all of that mm-hmm. sort of stuff as well. Yeah, I love but, it. Um, are you are you allowed to do like this? Is the thing has metal changed? Like, are you are you allowed to do legible logos these days? Are you allowed <laughs> to be able to read who the fuck the band is? It, dep- it depends what sort of genre it is. If you're a black metal band or a deathcore band, you- you're not allowed to read the logo. It has to just be a, a basic right. scribble. Yeah. I actually got sent right. some One merch. Font. I got sent some merch yesterday uh, from a band called Ingested, and on I- unless they told me they were sending it to me, I would not have been able to tell you who the fuck the band. Was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's, so- there's something so funny about that, isn't it? That it's so kind of counterculture and fucking chaotic, and yet they're sending merch. <laughs> like yeah. Jimmy's just the yeah. idea. <laughs> Right, make sure you post yeah. that. Get get the right address. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's a yeah, real yeah. We need the famous guy to wear our shirt on TV. <laughs> It'll be good for our I'm image like, and our yeah, brand. Yeah. If, if you join our Patreon, if you join our Patreon, we'll show send you footage of the church that we burnt down in Norway. 
Exclusive <laughs> footage of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Ed, my favourite band is Jamiroquai. What do you think of that? Wow. Okay. Uh, now, um, <laughs> I saw. I used to love Jamiroquai. I saw Jamiroquai at Brixton Academy many, many years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and a man at the back uh, told us off for dancing too hard. <laughs> well, we, you know, we they bring s- it out in some people. We were so filled metal. with the funk that we couldn't mm. control our limbs, uh, and he, he got very annoyed with us. No, I think they're, they're fine. Are they really your favourite band? Uh, not not currently, but they were growing up. They were my All first favourite band. Your first favourite band. Yeah. And Tommy, are you a dancer? Yeah. I'd love to see that. Um, I've been doing a bit of dancing. I but do you know the video game Just Dance? Do you know that like video game where you like you dance in front of the screen and it kind of tracks your movement? I've been doing a lot of that in ISO oh, nice. as like a home workout kind of thing. Oh. Tommy's a big music fan. He goes. There's a very famous music festival in Australia called Meredith Music Festival that that's on once a year, and Tommy goes there and like just dresses up and, and really makes himself look like a real cunt once yeah. a year. Like, dresses up like a fucking moron once a year. Yeah. Um, and that's one of my best friends who's saying <laughs> yeah. that. So imagine what strangers must think of what I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of gussying that, that language up for <laughs> yeah. Tommy. But yeah. just, what, what, I mean, what do you... <laughs> You you get there in overalls. You get there in like a dress. You get there in I don't Man, know what. Never you're doing. a dress. Come on. Mate. Oh, sorry. What what was it? What was it like a like a big? A bi- it was, was dress. Oh, it was a big moo moo. Yeah, that, I mean, right. yeah. Look, that was, look. It was a different time, fellas. <laughs> uh, what's a big moo moo? Is that a cow costume? What like a it? like a kind of an African print, <laughs> like kind of. I, I've never. It's, you know, it's a it's a dress. Yeah. It's a dress. When you don't want to call it like a, a sarong, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a sarong, sarong like, but full body. Yeah, they're designed, like very they're designed airy. for very like hot, hot weather, basically. Like, right. so it's like yeah. African dress. Like, um, oh, also, okay. The first time I heard about a mumu uh, was in The Simpsons when the Simpsons exactly puts on loads of weight so he doesn't have to work and he starts yes. wearing a mumu. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. one. That That's one. what I wore for recreation while I was taking a lot of yeah. drugs in the uh, Australian bush. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. I've, drugs like see the thing is my my cousin's into that like my cousin i shouldn't say his name but he like he like loves taking mushrooms and going out into into nature i think fuck that i'd want to be somewhere secure and australia yeah. australia is fucking terrifying anyway being out in the bush <laughs> yeah. but let alone dressed in a muumu fucking having taken <laughs> acid that like yeah, yeah. that would be f- <laughs> is that not fucking terrifying um, Cause I, no, I never found it terrifying, but I wasn't doing it. I've never done acid. I wasn't taking acid. Just a little, little, I'd rather not say okay. oh, yeah, in an official hell. capacity, but you'll get in trouble for <laughs> you your know, fucking, go on. <laughs> you know, maybe makes you want to give your friend a bit of a hug, okay. you know, that more, more of that kind yeah, of but stuff. That's what but, I mean. You, you know, not looking down at the moo and seeing the pattern come to life. Yeah, yeah. But fuck me. Like if you're taking a drug that makes you want to hug things and then a fucking kangaroo mm. comes towards you. Like that's yeah, it's different. I think you've got the wrong idea about our music festivals that are in the middle of the bush. Oh, I thought no, mate. I thought you said that you were taking drugs in the middle of the bush. Okay, fine. I had a completely different. So you're at the festival. No, no, no. No, no, it is true. Festival that's in the bush. Fuck for that. Yeah, I thought you'd gone separately and you were in it. No, no. Fine, fine. Okay. You've not just put on. This is not a rogue operation. You've not put on a moo and driven out into the middle of the bush by yourself. That's what. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We we don't call we don't call putting in earbuds a music festival in mm. Australia and just being by yourself in the middle of a bush. That's not a music festival for us. Yeah. That's just listening to music. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's it's I don't know whether that makes more sense or less sense. I don't know. I don't know. What? But what's what's the dr- what's the drug of choice with metal? What's I mean, you know, you're obviously doing not doing happy drugs with metal, I would have thought. No, I mean, I think I'm no. not really a drugs boy. Uh but I yeah, like uh, old school heavy metal gigs it's just like ale. It's just a lot of yeah, a right. lot of beer. Uh and weed, yep. I guess. Like old school 70s weed where you can smoke it all day, right. but like there's no no, I wouldn't. No one's. No one's taking E to go to a yeah. metal gig. Right. Yeah. 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 So just <laughs> like bottles of beer with like a goblin watercolor goblin on the label. Oh, that that kind of exactly that sort good. of shit. Fant- yeah. Fantasy Sick. lager. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fan- That's so cool, dude. Fantasy lager sounds like a phenomenal <laughs> nightclub. I would. Yeah. I would gladly go to fantasy lager. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's wearing kind of blue neon suits. <laughs> like, do you yeah. know what I mean? oh man. Fucking anything sounds like a phenomenal nightclub at the yeah, moment. Right. Oh. <laughs> so what was your oh, right. what was your football story? My, my football. Now look, this is this is what I want to get off my chest. Now I've <clears> I've <throat> I've copped a lot of stick from uh, people that listen to this show from um, basically uh, 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 people saying basically I shouldn't support Liverpool anymore because of of times I've come out there and said things and then things have gone wrong. Now I. Like last year, when we saw you in England, we come over and did those shows. Uh, we, Liverpool were nine points up, nine points clear ahead of Man City, on track for the first championship in 30 years. Uh, I've said, right, we're going to go to London. I'm going to go and watch a, a game to be part of the season. Everyone's as soon as I've said that, everyone's gone, you fucking idiot, you fucking idiot. That's you've you've cursed it. You've cursed it. I've gone, no, it's fine. We come over, we don't win the championship. I have cursed it. Um, okay, all right. And, and in fact, I, I've said this. As soon as I landed, as soon as I landed, I got off the train and I went straight into a pub and I saw us get beat by uh, uh, Barcelona 3-0 in the first leg of the, the Champions League semi-final. Literally, as soon as I leave the country, I'm on the plane. I've got for Wi-Fi on the plane. We win 4-0 mm-hmm. to make the final. Yeah. So as soon as I get out of the country, all of a sudden the luck returns. Now, I, I was thinking about it and I went back through the, my history of supporting Liverpool Football Club and... and you know, I've been denying that I'm a bad, I'm bad luck for them. But look, here's here's the simple statistics. The first game I ever watched of Liverpool, I got up early one morning, and I watched the last game of the season, 1989 season, Liverpool versus Arsenal, where all Liverpool had to do was not get beat two nil to win the championship. Liverpool got beat two nil to lose the championship. That's the first game okay. I ever okay. I ever watched. Uh, the next season, I didn't follow them at all. Liverpool won their last championship for 30 years. I started following them properly the next season when we won eight league games in a row. We were unbeaten for 15 games, then didn't win the championship. No one's ever done that before and not won the championship. So there, then there was 30 years of not winning the championship after after 17 years and 11 championships within that. It now, sounds like this little ogre's cursed the team. This is the sort of imagery <laughs> that a metalhead like you can probably get across. Yeah, don't worry. I'm, I'm adding my own stuff to it in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cut to this season this season oh thank christ uh, uh, thank I'm christ you cut to this <laughs> season <laughs> yeah, i, I yeah. thought that was going to be 29 years of stats <laughs> there was a few pizza huts within yeah, yeah, there yeah, yeah. my yeah. father-in-law got involved in 1987 yeah. or so yeah um did Ray mention to you, Ed, that this podcast goes for 49 hours every week? <laughs> <laughs> we, we tackle one sport per episode. Um, so this season I make the call again. I come over. Uh, um, Russell's lovely enough to, to uh, give us his tickets to a match. I want to be just part of the season where we win because we're going to be, you know, we're, we're 20 points ahead at that stage. I'm like, well, nothing can fuck this up. Along, along comes a certain pandemic 
that has fucked it up. Now, you know, the, the, nothing's been confirmed yet. People are fucking heckling me online all the time going, you fucked it up, they're, they're going to cancel the season. Nothing's been confirmed yet. Um, and I'm thinking, and I even look back to like, you know, look, Russell, you're a big Liverpool fan. What's the, the biggest thing that ever happened to Liverpool within those times between 1991 and 2018? What's, what's Liverpool's biggest achievement? Uh, Champions League. Exactly, 2005, Champions League. Mm-hmm. Now, so I look back to that and go, well, I got one thing right there. They won the Champions League. But to be honest, and I've never said this out loud to anyone, no one knows this before right now. I got up and watched that match. We were 3-0 down at half time. I went to fucking bed. Uh, I went to bed before wow. we came back to win 3 or draw 3 all, and then win on penalties. And I ne- I've never said this out loud, but I got woken up at 3 all by all my friends going, what a fucking match. And me just like in bed with my eyes closed replying, yeah, man. What, what, ha- what do you think about the match? And wow. then going... It's insane. And, and then I just quickly had to jump up and watch the fucking penalty shootout. Tommy, I'm going to need you to choke him out. Is, we, so we, need a blood I, sac- we need a blood sacrifice. That's the I, way of doing it. Oh, now Ed's, now Ed's back in. I'm, I'm so back do in, I just give in. up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do I just give up supporting Liverpool Football Club for the next month or so until something good happens? Do I, I, I'm happy to just like renounce my support until somehow the, the championship comes back, the, the Premier League comes back and we win something. I'm, I'm happy I think to what, take a step back. What would be interesting is you. it's a bit like when you're trying to figure out foods that you're allergic to. That you, right. you need to have like a little diary that you keep and don't ever read it out. But <laughs> where you you see what happens when you pay no heed to results when it starts. Right. Have a week off. Right. Okay. Have a week on. Build up, and then yep. after after six weeks, if if we win more than we lose, then you're welcome. If you truly if you I'll, truly are a curse, then yeah. um, I think you have to make your peace with it and become a metalhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll maybe I'll go out and get a Man City kit or something, and I'll wear that for a couple of weeks and just sort of scare away the demons, maybe, yeah. and just see how that mm. works. The stuff. I don't it. know. Trying to trick the curse, I don't think it'll take too kindly to that. <laughs> I think the whole team will get wiped out or something if you if you start trying to game this thing too hard. Yeah. I don't know. I don't you're know. Very, That's you're so very welcome. Though. You're very welcome to be a metalhead. We love curses. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 Exactly. Curse, yeah. curse people are like you, you'd be a god. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Now, I'd be the I'd be the subject of a song. Yeah. But all oh, fucking right, yeah. Um but a seventeen minute epic about Chandler. <laughs> Fuck yeah. How great was that by the way? At the beginning of this pandemic, Bob Dylan releasing a seventeen and a half minute song about the death of President oh. Kennedy. Just fuck, Incredible. You've got to love him. It I just even kinda of go, now's the moment. Release it. I fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> that he Yeah, that he recorded in like twenty ten. He's just been sitting on this thing for like yeah. fucking ever, right? He's like, right, the, now the is king. the time. Fuck, I love that song. So good. Yeah. We get, we gotta record a podcast and just keep it on ice until the next pandemic hits. Yeah. Until the next global tragedy and then we just release it. Now look, we've got I've gotta bring this up now. This is the this is the elephant in the room, at least in my head, and I'm sure you've covered this, Russell, as well. Uh, I know you have, but I've gotta bring it up because it's just absolutely if there's one thing in our wheelhouse, it's absolutely this. The thing that I saw in the news about you, in, in the Sunday sport, mm. headline being, mm. I've made a Russell Howard sex robot to keep me company during lockdown. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Fucking amazing. Ed, are, are you over this? Are you around this? Wow. Well, yeah, I'll it's my what. robot. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is you. Right. It's, right, right. Fuck, it's the, and that was on my dad's birthday as well. 
and oh wow it elicited laughter from my dad that i'd never heard just it's <laughs> for, for the for the people listening at home it's this kind of very yellow bug-eyed thing um that uh, a bloke has been pounding it's an android i, I will <laughs> can, i'll read out the edited highlights i'll read out the ed- edited highlights if i if i can and, and it, it names the man and his age that has created this uh piece of technology yeah, shall we yeah, say yeah. terry terry whittam 65 of Welwyn garden city is that anywhere close to where your mum's house is russell well in garden city no it's just it's commuter belt just uh sort of near milton Keynes, to be specific so it's he's right, far so enough away that i can't hear the cries of the robot why why <laughs> why why <laughs> now this, the editor highlights is he said when the PM announced we were being locked down, I said to myself, this will this will be for the long haul, Terry. No more trips down the pub or the bowls club. I will be totally alone. So I decided to make myself a pal, and who better than the wholly inoffensive comic Russell Howard? I decided to make my little my little Russell anatomically correct. Although I do not regard myself as gay, it struck me that like those chaps in prison, I might have to resort to that kind of thing in the absence of anything else. And... Yeah. What, what, he's a 65 year old bloke. What, what all the action he was getting down the bowls club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's so many men that look like Russell down at the bowls club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just. No, hey, he's not gay. He's not gay, he said. No. Yeah, but, but, um, yeah, because he's not gay, but the only option in a pandemic lockdown is to make uh, a sex robot a of robot. a male comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, also, yeah, it, a robot. It's a sex doll. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't, don't. You're not some horny Einstein. It's just a. It's a. What 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 robotic features does this thing have? Like what what does it add? What robotic features does it add to sex? Yeah. It's just a doll with sort of a, like a, a weird version of your head on exactly. it. Exactly. Just watch one of my DVDs and have a wank. Just yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Kyle, the, and blaming this you, on the which is actually the tagline to one of my shows. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just so. It's such a weird. What was really odd about that 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 happened. I was in the news for two reasons. Bear in mind, I've been, because my wife is a doctor, anything I've said at the minute has made it into the national press, which is a real head fuck for her. Like, you know, so then they've, like, she's been in newspaper articles, they've dragged up tweets of hers and all this kind of shit. It's just saying, I'm looking forward to my job. And then people are underneath and go, I suppose you want a fucking round of applause, do you? Like, really kind of weird. Uh, So, like, photos of my wife in, in the national paper, very strange. So I went on Lorraine Kelly, which is a, a morning breakfast show. And for a dare, I had a sip of cider at 9.15 in the morning because I thought it would make my stag uh, group uh, on WhatsApp laugh, right? It was in every single fucking paper. Like in yeah. the UK, people going, oh, he's an alcoholic, yada, yada, yada. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, right, doing my best, you know, not to be in the press. Fucking four days later, some bloke makes a fuck robot of me. And <laughs> it's just that weird moment when you go, well, that'll definitely be the oddest headline that I was accused of being an alcoholic. Right. Like, you know, for having yeah. a, a cider at 9.15. And then suddenly he's made this, it looks like a, did you get the program, the Raggy Dolls in Australia? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Raggy Dolls, dolls like you. I mean, it, it's like a cross between the Raggy Dolls and Westworld. It's this yes. awful thing. And, it, and it's, it's yellow. It's very Simpsons-esque well, it looks as well. Like it's yellow. If there was an episode where Bart became a real boy and did meth and yeah. Yeah. kind of yeah. ran out of money to make meth, 
that would be where he would end yeah, up, yeah. just getting ploughed over and over. <laughs> so it does. So he says. He says, uh, uh, like, he brings up the prison thing. He's not. He doesn't regard himself as gay. Mm-hmm. He says, I do confess, I have indulged a few times. Yeah, sure. I do like the the word indulged, like he's, you know, like he's pinched a few late night chocolates or something. He has indulged <laughs> in, yeah. in fucking your <laughs> fake ass a few times. Yeah. Um, oh, this, this is going to go straight to my hips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a bit naughty, but, you know, I've earned yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so he says... <laughs> I have indulged a few times. Mm. It is surprisingly like I imagine anal sex with Russell Howard to be mildly disappointing. Oh, and limp like humping a dead puppy. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. that's what I now I I, I so, sort of <laughs> took offence at that. Like, yeah, of people saying they're imagining what what anal sex with Russell Howard would be, and immediately thinking it disappointing. That's unnecessarily negative and offensive. I would have. Yeah, thought. it's a funny burn, isn't it? It's a strange. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> like. What do you want me to prove? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's also like, if this thing isn't pleasuring him properly, that's down to his construction of it. Yeah. And then he's passing that blame on to you. Yeah. Like, you've somehow possessed this thing and done a shitty job. Imagine if I broke into his house and I... <laughs> Replaced yourself. No, no, no. I, yeah. say, I either I, I banged the doll and then I banged him. Oh, my God. <laughs> But Fuck. as far as revenge stories go, that I mean, again, this sounds like it could be a good heavy metal song. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I like I like that he's like, oh, it's like prison. You know, we're all stuck inside. I guess it's like prison. I guess I'll have to fuck my sex robot that I made of Russell Howard. Mm. It's like, no, you made the robot. Mm. Like you yeah. could have made it a woman. Like, you're saying you're not gay. Well, just make an Angelina Jolie robot. Yeah. yeah. But it, you you made you're in complete control of the gender of this robot. Yeah. It's but what's what what's great as well is the story that's banding around at the minute in the UK is that we're all in this together. No one else has had a fucking sex robot of them made. Like, <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? I'm the only person with this story to tell. So when I come out of lockdown, you go, yeah. oh, you know that thing when you you're trying to mind your own business and you <laughs> you see in the national press that someone's made a fuck robot of you. Oh, lockdown, eh? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so weird. And but it, is this guy? Is this guy aware of the existence of Netflix? I mean, don't get me wrong. I miss the pub as much as the next guy, yeah, but I'm yeah. not building a Mr. Bean fuck robot in my <laughs> like, Just play PlayStation for a bit, dude. There's, there's options. Yeah. You, can't, you can't put your dick in Netflix, though, famously. Trust me, I've The amount of television yeah. <laughs> What if you built your own, like, inflatable TV and put and stuck Netflix on the front of it and tried to fuck Netflix? That would be sweet. That mm. would be good. Mm. But... I, what I like even more is that the idea that... That would be more impressive, though, the headline of man inv- invents inflatable TV to fuck Russell yeah. Howard. But, yeah. Uh, but I also love... It's the, it's the most fucking Aussie fucking episode of Black Mirror ever. ever. Just, you know, yeah. it's, fu- it's fucking working, mate. It's fucking working. Yeah. Love just, Tiger King. Yeah, Can't yeah. wait for it to fucking bum me. Yeah. Well, spending hour, hour upon hour trying to pause Netflix <laughs> to get Russell bent over. My favourite. Yeah. My, Are you still coming? <laughs> my favourite story about Tiger King. Uh, th- again, this made the press over here that um, OJ Simpson said that Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband and that was in the press oh, over here and I when about that. it was like like when the fuck did 
Hall of Fame criminals start reviewing <laughs> telly. It's just the idea of just kind of news just in. Fred yeah. West thought the end of Game of Thrones was wank. It's just <laughs> so funny, the idea that, like, when OJ steps in to debate murder, that's the equivalent of VAR getting involved. You know yes, I mean? yeah. just, yes. You have to respect the authority. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, it's like OJ's that. seen Carol Baskin and he's trying to create, like, the Avengers of like acquitted murderers <laughs> where he's like, right. you know, showing up and like co-opting her and like going around the world and getting a, getting a league of extraordinary gentlemen just yes. ready to go what, for when this thing's over. How did, what I wanted to know is how they found out that somebody must have like in the middle of lockdown, you know, you're going for your one day, you know, one shopping trip and going, holy shit, it's OJ Simpson. It's, <laughs> it's the, the juice. Like one year, I think he got 2000 yards. OJ, what are you watching on telly? <laughs> like the of, of all the things you would ask him. You go, what are you? You reckon she did? What? Paddington 2? I haven't seen it. No, I do like him, OJ. I do. Fuck it, maybe not. Yeah. Well, I just, I just, I, I love the, I love the story. I love the story about your sex robot. But the, the idea also that it was in the Sunday Sport, which I assume by the look of it looks like a bit of a not very reputable publication out there. Yeah. What I like even more that the story that this story is true is the idea that it's not true because I just love the idea of someone reverse engineering this story. Like you're just going, right. fuck, I've, I've got a story, Drew. Oh, what if what if an old bloke, what if a pensioner made up a sex robot of Russell Howard and he bummed it? Okay, all right, let's ride backwards from there. Yeah. And that, How that the fuck all, do you come up with that story? That's, that's almost exactly certainly the case because yeah. the Sunday sport is entirely fabricated. Yeah, yeah. So right, I, right. I, I remember, and this was probably 20 years ago, the headline in the Sunday sport being plumber strangled by his own 12-inch nose hair. So <laughs> <laughs> they just make shit up and for some reason they've settled on ro a robot of Russell being fucked yeah. by an old oh. man. Well, you're right, but okay. an editor has That's tragic. An editor's had to make that choice. And if, and sort of somebody has come up with the maybe somebody's gone right. Um lockdown uh sex robot um who and then they've drawn up a list of names on like a whiteboard on like a Zoom right. a Zoom chat and they've gone let's go Howard even worse, they, they might have had a picture of a fucked up sex doll and then gone, which celebrity does this look that like That is true. <laughs> oh, no. That is true, man. No. Yeah. That, that must be devastating a little bit to go, to hear the story come out and go, I've got a sex robot. Someone's, some old bloke's got a sex robot that he's been bumming every day. And you go, oh, that, that's nice to be thought of. And then you see Sunday sports like, ah, oh, fuck, it's not true. That's a bit depressing. Mm. <laughs> nice to be thought of. <laughs> 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 the fuck how how lonely and bereft of self-esteem would you have to be if you happened upon a story of a, an old man plowing an android version of you and going oh, i guess i guess i'm popular yeah. well to be fair i am looking at you in your childhood bedroom yeah. so it doesn't look yeah. out of place at the moment i'll tell you how much you'd have to be Two Australians hosting a podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's how lonely and bereft of self-esteem <laughs> you'd have to be. To us, we're like, that actually sounds pretty cool. We'd, yeah, get, yeah. We, we'd get fucking a week, we, a month's worth of we, If anyone wants one, we will build some for you. <laughs> if you want some of me and Tommy, we yeah. will build them. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you, I'll, um, why don't you I'll volunteer build, a cast for the... Why don't you build a Kappa sex robot? Oh. And you basically mm. record, uh, you get get a traditional, you know, sex robot, shove some hair on it, 
and then put like a like a recording of Kappa going, ah, oh, there's a crack. Ah, oh, there's one. <laughs> yeah. Like that. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like it's brand new. It's just off the assembly line. It already stinks. And you're like, that's weird. This is, this is new. <laughs> well, the, the thing with the real Kappa is that it's so hard to believe that he's an actual human being that he almost just qualifies as his own sex robot. Yeah, it's a wonder the council hasn't given him a job as a sex robot at the moment instead of counting cracks. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, we'd better wrap it up for another week on the Little Dum Dum Club. Uh, Russell and Ed, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank yeah. You. Well, is that how we're fucking ending it? With this image of, yeah. of my robot me being fucking nailed. Of your robot rectum <laughs> being absolutely ploughed, yes. Well, how do you top that? Um, but you've got um, <laughs> You've said a mouthful there, Carl <laughs> uh, Ed, you've got your podcast You've got uh, Off Menu with James Acaster That is very popular Down Under Yeah, is anyone, well. is anyone fucking you up the arse, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> That's very Off Menu Off, off Menu Yeah, I do a f- it's a food podcast with uh, James Acaster uh, And I do uh, another podcast Podcast called Life is about heavy metal, actually, which is on which is on Spotify as well. Oh, nice, excellent, nice. Um, Russ, you've got your own show in the UK. I'm not sure if it's the whole show is available to Australian listeners. I mean, we've got pl- plenty of English listeners, I've got but my um, my tour dates have come out as well. So my fir- oh yes, my first gigs, yes. my first gigs will be in January 2021 because they've been rearranged. And um, in Australia, I'm in Sydney on the 29th and the 30th, and then I'm in Australia. Pretty much all of February, so fingers crossed. Um, nice. Yes, that's great. That's great because you know what the um um the t- last year when we came to uh, London and we did shows with you, Russ, and we and we came and saw Liverpool and we we had a drink with you after. I basically got those tickets through someone who listened to the show, who knew someone, who knew someone, who knew someone, and I the guy that got us the tickets was like a fan of yours, and I sort of said. I'll get your tickets to his show when they when, when he comes to Melbourne. And it was like a full year away, and then it's been postponed to another year away and whatever. And I just keep texting this guy who I've never met, some old bloke, that I just keep saying, look, he's coming back. He's going to... Uh, yeah, I'll get you those tickets. Well, I you just know keep me, being Carl. in touch with him. You know me. Um, it's become a regular thing whenever I'm on this show that uh, I like to lay down a challenge. So it's on the 9th or the 8th of February... I'd very much like you to come to those shows dressed as my sex doll. <laughs> I'd like you to sit next to that man and watch the show. Oh, great. Incredible. Great. Now, this, I, now I've, it's just clicked in my head. It's some old bloke. This could be the bloke <laughs> yeah, exactly. your robot already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right, I'll, I'll text him. I'll text him. He's still coming to the show, but he has to sit next to me dressed as sec- Bart Simpson on me. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> great, great. Well, that was, a, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah thanks, guys. Loads thanks for joining Close us. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening at home, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. And they've done it again, Governor. Oh. The, uh, you think a bit of racism there. Oh, is it? Are, well, you, are you doing the voice? I am doing the voice. Mm, yeah. Doing the eyes as well. Yeah. Is They're there surrounded eyes? by pale skin. Right, 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 right. That's, I wondered what, what that stereotype was <laughs> that I was looking at. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah I was <laughs> very offended for them. thing that I was somehow managing to do. Yep.
um, do, yeah, that, that thing that you do where <laughs> your face is white. Yeah, I got a yeah. bit of powder out and uh, made the made the skin around my eyes yeah. a little bit more pale for yeah, that impression. Yeah, I noticed that, that, that 8% change in pigment. Mm-hmm. That was very funny stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely done it again. Um, wow. Big thanks to our international guests for... Uh, for taking time out of their busy schedule, um, sitting on their fucking art. No, no, lovely of them. Very, it's, very lovely of them. It's gotten, it's gotten a little bit weird now with doing the show over Skype because as we mentioned in the episode, you and I are now doing these in the same rooms because a little while ago we would do these, we'd have some overseas guests and we would all be sort of in the same boat basically. Every country in the world was in similar lockdown. Yep. But now... Australia's sort of starting to creep mm. a little bit ahead in terms of easing the restrictions for now. So now it's like we get on Skype with these guys. Yeah. Or Zoom, sorry. It kind of feels like we're rubbing it in. They, there was a bit, before we started recording, there was a bit of jealousy happening there. There was mm. a little bit of uh, the green-eyed monster exactly, on display. Yeah. It's, and, it uh, it feels weird. It feels like, yeah. I felt like they sort of wanted to dob us in a little bit. It's no, like, I mate, know. Mate, we've got our own rules over here. You fucked it over there. We haven't fucked it too bad here. I mean, I, I kind of feel like I can't really blame them. If I was if I was invited onto another show and we were still, we couldn't see anyone, mm. and then I tune in, yeah. I get on the call. Yeah. There's just these two cunts in the one window. Mm. I'd be hating it. Yeah, I'd I be mean, fucking hating it. We we were we were apart, but you know we weren't fucking. You weren't sitting on my lap or anything like that. But no, I'm you certainly know. not talking to you through a ten second delay, yeah, yeah. as was the case when we were doing this in four separate windows. Yes, exactly. With my um very very quick Wi-Fi that I've got at my house. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Um, but. Yeah, th- look, there was there was a bit of edge to start with. There the was game's a bit of, uh, the game has changed. There was a little bit of. Uh, are you guys, are you guys, all right over there? Are you, uh, mm. are you gonna? Are you, is this is this is this what's happening? Well, for yeah. now, for now we are. Yeah. You know, they're, they're probably looking at us like thinking, you know, we'll pro- this country. I reckon we'll probably fuck it, and we'll be back inside before too long. And then they've stayed the course and played it very safe. And they'll be back to normal before we are. Who uh, knows? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, they could be. They could have the last laugh. I don't know. I don't know. They. I think. I it, look. If we're gonna. F- if we. If we. Uh, if you think we're gonna fuck it, I think they've certainly got it in it in them to fuck it again as well. Even when they're being safe and locked down. They'll. I agree. I, I mean, look. What this boils down to is that every single human being on the face of God's green earth is a stupid cunt and will almost definitely fuck it at some point. My potential new accountant will fuck it. Yes. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. He'll be, um, he'll be getting too close to all the numbers. He'll, yep. like, fucking pollute all the threes and the f- sevens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be all over. All that stuff. Any, anyone trying to use a three and a seven? Anyone trying to fucking... Add up you know, to ten. Get, it, get a 21. <laughs> trying to multiply. <laughs> fucking be in all sorts. <laughs> three and seven, good combo. You yeah, can get to you. 21, you thank can get you. to 10. Thank you. You can get Close to good numbers. You can get to four. There's oh, a yeah? lot going on between those between those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Just depending on what you what what, what symbol into. you put in the middle. Depends what you're into. You've got a lot of different options yeah, there. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. better combo of numbers than the three and the seven. There's no no better. I think I think you know that that's what my comedy instincts. You know, kicked in. I was like, you know, seven's a good funny number. I think mm-hmm. three's the classic comedy number. The rule, the of rule three. of yeah. And seven's just just seven might be the funniest sounding number in single digits. It's so funny that it. Tell me a funnier digit than that. 
Uh, ooh. I don't reckon yeah. you can. I don't reckon you can. Well, you know, some, sometimes it's about the phonetics of the words that are around it. But right. I will say this about seven. It's such a funny number that its, it's humour value has not in any way been decreased by its association with a brutal horror movie. You're right. That, that was named after the number. Now, yeah. you would think in comedy terms... That for PR, mm. that should have been the death knell for that yeah, number. Yeah, that should yeah. have been like no one's ever using seven in a comedy sketch ever again. Yeah. But you know what? It bounced back. Yeah. It persevered. No, you're right. You're right. It's so funny. People just 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 disregarded all the fucking Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a fucking box. Yeah. Or maybe it amplified the humor. Yep. <laughs> maybe that maybe they made it funnier actually. And if you're enjoying this kind of riff that is Born of two people who haven't really gone outside or had much of a life in the last two months, you and, might enjoy... And, a, and at least one person who didn't <laughs> eat dinner and has had a few too many beers <laughs> off the back of it. You may enjoy tuning in to our live stream, uh, live Little Dum Dum Club over Zoom happening on Saturday, May the 30th, Australian time. Well, mm. yeah. I Eastern guess it's kind of... seaboard it's, time. It's going to be Saturday... Wherever you're tuning in, yeah, it is. You're I, right. I guess, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, different, different parts of the day, but uh, there will be more information about that uh, available online by the time you hear this. But we are doing it. We're we're doing it again in cyberspace. Is that your favourite seaboard, the Eastern? What are my options? Uh, the Western Seaboard. But what's that? I guess just all of Western Australia. I guess just Perth. I get well. You know, there's a lot more places in Western Australia than just Perth. Name one. Broom. <laughs> is is <laughs> that in there? <laughs> Fuck, he's got me there. That was that wasn't that super was lucky. confident. That, that was, was lucky. That, if you asked for a third one, I wouldn't. I don't think I could give you one. And it, yeah, without if if you were listening and didn't know the layout of my apartment, you could assume that that was just a thing where you had just looked into the corner of yes. my house uh, yeah. and seen cleaning apparatus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the Western Seaboard. It's pretty hard to go past a nice Perth beach. Oh, you know what? I've I've only ever been to one Perth beach and it was fucking amazing. You're right. Yeah. I spent a little bit of time in uh, Fremantle at the start of the year. A trip I very nearly didn't take. I was very on the fence about whether I should go and do it, mm. whether I could justify the time. Mm. And now, boy... Oh boy, mm. am I fucking glad I did that instead of staying home to work on my Melbourne International Comedy <laughs> Festival 2020 show. It is, you know what, the, look, it'll be interesting with uh, overseas travel where we won't be allowed to do it and for how long, who knows, but the whole idea of, okay, well, stay in Australia, take your holidays in Australia, do stuff. I'm like, fuck, it's not a bad little assignment. Oh, I, you know, I haven't travelled in Australia as much as I should have, like... And, mm. and I just hear the words of my father in my ears where I was always, I, whenever I would talk about going overseas, he'd be like, why would you want to do that when mm. you haven't even seen Australia yet? To which I'd be like, shut up, dad. I'll do what I fucking want. Mm -hmm. And then I would. But now I'm thinking, well, if I have to do it, that it actually sounds pretty good. Like there's so much I haven't done. Yeah. I've, ne I've, I've recently got into my head. I've never been to uh, Uluru. Oh, yeah. And I think I should. Take a big old walk all over it. Uh, <laughs> just take a big old piss off the top of it. Hell yeah. Do a... Like Calvin <laughs> in yeah, those bumper stickers exactly, I've seen. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Bring a BMX, do a, do a fucking jump off That's it. That's great. Calvin and Hobbs down under and you just like <laughs> shrink that bootleg bumper sticker off to just have him pissing off all the roof. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I am fortunate enough to have gone and seen Uluru with uh, the guest on this episode, yes. Russell Howard. We yeah. went and did the uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival Roadshow. Must be nice together. Mm. And uh, we got uh, the, the festival organised for us to get a little private plane, a little PJ, mm. down to... Um, down to down to old Uluru, take a little stroll around it, and it was fucking magnificent. That was also the trip where I met Fiona O'Loughlin for the first ever oh, time. Really? Yeah. Have we, you talked we, about that? Uh, I think so. Yeah, we went and did one. Of, so we did two nights in Darwin and then two nights in Alice Springs. And I believe Fiona was still living in Alice Springs. I'd never met her. I was twenty years old. She came to the gig, and then we went to. Uh, a bar that she owned. Now make what? a joke out of that one, smart guy. <laughs> Is this true? Yeah, I've never even heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went she to a, a bar. Yeah, maybe it was a re- restaurant, but we went there for a drink afterwards, and then ended up at her house. A bunch of us having a having kick-ons wow. afterwards, and then the next day we I think we went around there for breakfast in the morning, and we can kind of just like drove around in the desert. With her and her kids and stuff. It was fucking great. Now, I, uh, very quickly, uh, Bernie kicked a big one. But, so. Um, I, <laughs> oh, I, and they've done it again. I know there's some people that are just wondering about that. Yeah, he kicked one over fucking yep. Uluru. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> reading about Russell Howard, you know, we, we, we're coming in there. You know, we've got the international guests. We did a bit of uh, extra research, a mm-hmm. uh, bit more than normal. Um I was reading about this. Now, you did Roadshow with Russell Howard uh, way back the first time he was ever on our show. We did talk extensively about that. Yeah, 2007, which was the first time he'd come out to this country. Yeah. Now, he wasn't... He's a megastar now. Like, Mm. if you looked at anything, if you just have a cursory glance over what's happening in Russell Howard world, he's fucking huge, right? Um, But back then, he wasn't, which is why he was fucking going to Fiona Lachlan's restaurant in Alice Springs. He, yes. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't that big and, you know, that gig doesn't pay, like... He had enough heat on the UK circuit that he was enough of a commodity for the fest, the Melbourne Comedy Festival to want to bring him out. And then I went to Edinburgh that year and he was, he was kicking... I went to his show over there and he was, like, big on the live circuit over there. He'd done a bunch of TV, like, spots on things, like on the panel shows and stuff, like none of his own stuff. But he was, you know, you can get you can get a bit of a rep on the live circuit there, yeah. like pretty early on. I remember thinking like, oh, this guy is like a bigger deal over here than I maybe thought based on him being in Australia because at the he had a mer- a he had a merch desk at his Edinburgh show, and you could buy women's underwear oh. with like his like name and face on them on the Why crotch. Why the fuck have we not talked about <laughs> that? <laughs> Which Jesus I Christ. so I was kind of like. Yeah, okay, I guess I guess there's something to this guy over here. He now why I said all that stuff is because I th- I feel like maybe what you're describing there maybe by the time he got back there things heat up a bit more whatever, but he he second according to his IMDb page, mm. his second ever appearance on TV is in Australia. Really? So while he was here for all of that stuff, I assume. Ah, okay. On Something called Bert's Family Feud. Okay. Which is obviously just Family Feud, but Bert Newton hosted it. Mm-hmm. But what I l- particularly love is that it was obviously like a comedian's edition or whatever. Yep. So, uh, Russ made his second ever appearance on TV as part of Family Feud with Fiona O'Loughlin and Greg Fleet. Awesome. 
just awesome. Fucking hell. That's sick. Just what are the what are the questions? <laughs> what are <laughs> the questions on Family Feud? Name something your <laughs> team member wants. Yeah. Uh, $20. Yeah. Uh, Survey says, <laughs> can I have ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> That is the top response. That is the only response. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I remember Russ getting um, – I may oh, – no, apologies if we talked about this on the on the uh, first time he was on the show with him, but he, he turned down the offer to get the light plane around Uluru because he was yes, tired. Yes, you did talk about that. Yeah, I yeah, do remember that. Yeah. Bullied relentlessly right. in the final couple of nights because it's like – Come on, Matt. Like you, I'm with him. Don't my my the the goal for my whole life is don't get on a light plane. Really? Yeah. Like, mm, it's like interesting. Sounds too light to start with. Like just well, why? You know that sounds bad. A light plane. Mm. No, I want fucking something sturdy. And you don't, mm-hmm. and it's the old thing of like you never hear about a light aircraft until it's on the news because it crashed. What if they told you that that was now the only way that you could get to Kosamui? Oh, it would be a fucking genuine struggle, mm. honestly. You'd get the boat, you'd get a ferry. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm, I'm back onto um, Samui seems so far away at the moment. Mm-hmm. It seems pretty uh, depressing. All the all the webcams that I'm still looking at, that that used to be my my bright light, my my light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. You know, check out the Kosamui webcams, um, see a bit of fun happening. Man, there's no fun happening over there. I was actually thinking about this the other day. So, it's, it's especially somewhere like Kosamui where Main Street's just done, mm. like closed down. Yeah. So, what are people doing? Like, what are people doing for fucking income? I mean, I guess you could say that about many places in the world, but yeah. their respect. You know, there's no fucking job keeper. Yeah. Well, I think, well, look, from what I've gathered, that, that main street in Kosamui where we would walk up and down, that's yep. very much a tourist street. Mm. So it's like, well, there's there's a lot of non-essentials happening there because that's that's pretty much just sort of aimed at tourists. So for people that live on that island, there's plenty of other places to fucking buy stuff and buy food and all that sort of thing. Yeah, but I mean, if you're like a family that... That's your whole thing. You run oh, yeah. a restaurant down there. Yeah. What do you do? There's oh, no well backup. Look. There's no like, hey, okay, we're doing takeaways only. Man, I know a guy. I know a guy, uh, like a guy from Australia. I know a guy that is, um, he's sort of living my dream. He's like, mm-hmm. he's he's in his 50s mm-hmm. and I don't think he's got any family or, you know, um, certainly no wife or direct family. Mm-hmm. And Your uh, dream, yeah. as, as you've just put on record. Double dream. Yep. Um he has decided to sort of stick it out in Phuket. Okay. Um, and he's like, um, I, I've donated to him because he was putting up a lot of stuff about, look, he, he's a lot of people waiting for food. He's a lot of people like lining up in the morning, waiting for like donations, mm-hmm. donating food and whatever. So there's, I think there's a lot of people in that position. Where How do you know this guy? Best man at your wedding over there? Uh, <laughs> which wedding? Um <laughs> He's a guy that used to come to a lot of comedy when I ran a, uh, that comedy night in St Kilda. Felix ah, Bar right, Comedy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like a, a bit of a bar fly <laughs> down there. What a lateral move, St Kilda to Phuket. <laughs> he's really into yachting and stuff like that. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just a... He loves grotty beaches and yeah. just fucking disgusting English backpackers. Yes. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know what's killing me? The inconsistent climate on this beach. Man, you know what? Phuket's probably the sister city of St Kilda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. You know, it's like, you know, oh, it's third of disease. You walk down St Kilda Beach, maybe you step on a syringe. Well, it's like, you know, that's child's play. You go to Phuket. That's that's where the real risk takers like to go. Yeah, he was, he was, um, he put up a video the, uh, today where it was like, he just did a, a thing where he just drove through Phuket. Um, through the like the crazy bits, and just there was literally no one on the streets. Really, I mean that's very touristy too. But I would have thought, yeah, I mean something about it not, but it's still being because Phuket is Phuk. Wait, is Phuket an island? No, no. So Phuket's still mainland. So yeah. it's kind of like Koh Samui. I really thought it being an island would be maybe a bit more fucked in um, terms of like purely in terms of like the locals and it being big time. Tourist economy. No one can. No one can get there. Yeah. So yeah, there's no tourists. There's no tourists. Um, Phuket is also. It's it's it's. Look, yeah, it's not isolated, but the only reason to be there in that main bit is if you're a tourist. Like yeah, for sure. Like normal normal people that live there aren't fucking hanging out mm. in these dirty fucking ping pong, you know, bars and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. The one local that's just like. Yeah. It's like it's like living in Melbourne and just like favorite pub. The Young and Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opposite Flinders Street Station. Exactly. Why would you drink anywhere else? Exactly. You get a view of the best train station in the city that you live in. Man. What more could you want? The um <laughs> the webcams that I watched, there's the the old school classic one that I that's outside of Tropical Murphy's. Mm-hmm. And they've turned it they've, there's even a little note on that webcam now where they've deliberately they've, they've had to respond to like uh, a, a lot of feedback because they've changed the angle. Of the, of ah, the camera. really? So I've had to make a thing because people have asked, why is the cha- the angle changed? Interesting. And it's obviously because the bar's not open anymore. The, the webcam is still alive, but the bar's not open. <laughs> so they've just like angled it away so no one's looking at this empty bar. If you think you're any better than the people who obsess over train timetables and like <laughs> sit out inside the airport and like track when the planes are taking off, you're kidding yourself. <laughs> Sitting in a community that fires up about the angle that a camera's pointing at is... That's that's modern train spotting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It truly is. Yeah, I'll cop it. It's like all those people standing on the platforms. Yeah. You know, that's like such... That's in my head. That's such a 70s thing, like deep train spotting. It's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There must have been some of them like, I wish I could do this with anything other than trains. Yeah, yeah, I wish yeah. there was something else that filled this impulse yeah. to just know what's kind of going on in the world yeah. that I'm not necessarily engaging directly in. Yeah. Maybe one day they'll invent a thing, but for now... Yeah. The seven forty seven to Morty Attic, <laughs> Morty Alec is pulling up. The um, the, look, I don't want to be a train spotter, but the seven forty seven is not going to land at Morty Alec. I, I don't know how that's going to happen. What do you mean the seven forty seven to Morty? Alec? Oh, I thought you meant the plane. No, no, no. I'm a guy in that that in that riff. I was a character. I was on the platform uh, right. at Flinders Street a Station. Train. You were the train watching. guy. Now, of course, there will be someone listening to this going. Yeah. There's no 747 yeah. to Morty Alec. There's yeah. a 741 and there's a 753. Yeah. This, this cunt doesn't know what he's talking about. A lot about. going on in this riff. It's probably m- a decent percentage of our listeners <laughs> that are wired that way. I um the 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 webcam the webcams have expanded though in uh Kosamui. There's there's a few more. There was um there's this guy there's this one guy that's doing all the webcams in mm-hmm. Kosamui that's responsible for all of them and he's um he put one at the airport. If I, t- I don't know if I talked about this on the on the pod, but he put one at the airport for a while. It was like cool. There's now an airport 
webcam and you're just seeing planes land and take F- off. Like facing the tarmac? Yeah. Okay. And you're just seeing that happen. And then, like, I watched that for a couple of weeks going, oh, this is different. And then very suddenly it was like, oh, yeah, that's illegal. That's, yeah. Of you, course. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only di- – it's like the laws are all the same. It's just how long it will take them to – catch you and say something yeah. about it that's the only difference he just this guy literally just hung a webcam over the back of someone's house and went can i just do this and film the planes and this guy's like do whatever you want and then the government found that out and went what the fuck is going on this is not this is not secured in any way you can't be filming planes i have thought that when i've gotten a cab to the airport in kosamui that it's like you basically loop around the tarmac it's just like a small chain link fence yeah and just thought Man, you could just drive this cab into that fence and knock it over yeah. and get me direct onto the plane from here if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it feels, it's like, let me out here. I'll just hop this thing. Yeah. And, you know. There's the web, the webcam, there's a webcam that um, is just outside of Hooters. And that's the saddest bit of all because I just keep, well, I mean, A, the saddest bit is me just keep checking the, the webcams. You're not even in a Hooters. Yeah. You're looking at the outside I'm looking, of a I'm looking at a closed Hooters. Yeah. That's the sad The bit. outside of a closed the, Hooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's real, it's, if you think Hooters is sad, mm. look at a closed Hooters. This is like a country song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching yeah, yeah. the webcam <laughs> of a closed Hooters. Man, seriously, it's no good. And then today, I looked at it today and uh, it was open up again and it was like, I genuinely felt better. Oh, Bob's looking, are back. Looking, yeah, looking at an open Hooters in Kosanui. So um, they've that's that's wild though. No tourists. Yeah, but they're just for the love of the game. Well, they just I, got Hooters back I, open. They're just they're just getting ready. They're just getting ready. I think they're just you know I think planes are starting to land there maybe next week. Ah, uh, okay. From other bits of Thailand, Ma- uh, okay, maybe right. not from uh, you know uh, over uh, you know other countries. So I guess it's that thing where a lot of people are just starting to you know maybe clean up their stalls and you know disinfect sort of everything. And, you know, look, the the waitresses are just starting to sort of get them out again mm-hmm. and just get used to you know wearing very tight tops and yep, yep. showing their midriffs off and yep. stuff like that. They're just you know going through the motions, getting ready for the tourists to come in. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all, that's all, um, very exciting, but, uh, you know, look, hopefully Uluru get a, gets a, a webcam or something soon so I can check that out and figure out Just when start I, when getting ready for, yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, let's speed this up cause it's late at night and I've got it to is. edit. We, we didn't mention this on the air, but we're doing this mere hours before it goes out. Yeah. So, uh, I've got to sit up now and, um, and get this bullshit. All right. Um, How long have we done together? this for already? Too long? Uh, 25 minutes. All right. Let's, <laughs> we, we, we can't do this for too long. All right. All right. So um, thank you to everyone for uh, joining up to the Patreon. Uh, keeps this show alive, literally. Um, appreciate that. If you go to patreon.com slash a little dum dum club, you'll get all bonuses, especially at the moment um, with all of you poor little fuckheads in lockdown, essentially all around the world. Um, if, you, if you're looking for extra content, this is where you get a baby. Um, mm-hmm. And also you um, keep us fed. Um, so thank you very much for that. Of course, part of it is getting your little names read out at random. Thanks to the unplanned title alternator, um, the most securest uh, piece of technology uh, that I've got control of at the moment. Um, someone put a, a, a little bit of technology on my computer the other day because I was just being a fuckhead. I brought it into a shop and, and now it just keeps coming up and saying everything's not secure. I shouldn't go, go to any website now. So now I, I don't think I should go on the internet anymore. It keeps saying everything's unsecure. 
But when I mean, it says everything that you are looking at is unsecure. Yeah. So talk me through your day. First website you open up. Uh, all right, let's get back to the <laughs> Patreon read. Um, all right, thank you to Patreon subscriber. First cab off the rank, Francis Alford. Oh, really, really was hoping for Ford Coppola. No. Had a good feeling about it. Had a really good feeling Francis about Alford it. Francis Alford Coppola. <laughs> Fuck. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that's good. No, it's, it's Frances. It's not Francis. Francis. So multiple so it's female. It's multiple, yeah, Fran- multiple Multiple Francis. Multiple countries. Multiple countries. Mul- multiple yep. surrender monkeys, as it yeah. were. Yeah. So you think we're dealing with we're dealing with a Francesca. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah, is yeah. that what that is? I guess that. Is that is that always the uh always the shortening? I, th- I think so. Is it? Yeah, I believe so. Um f- Francis doesn't just exi- exist as a name like that? Um I don't know. Right. I'd say it was look, it's probably a, a common abbreviation, but it's uh yeah, we're we're dealing with a um a female listener. Mm. Pretty cool. Wow. It's first time for everything. Pretty cool. <laughs> we're not uh, we must be doing something right. In what's here. the um uh, what's the surname again? Alford. A L F O R D. Alford. I Alf. believe she is a uh, someone that's been to the uh, Kosumi International Podcast Festival. Okay. Speaking of, okay. Speaking of, Frankie Alf mm. taking a bit Fra- of trip. Frankie bit of a, trip. a. Frankie A. Um, there's uh, like I said, there's, there's a lot of Kosumi webcams popping up. Um, there's now uh, some popping up in Copenhagen, which I'm a massive fan of. Mm-hmm. The the final frontier, the island across. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any before. Now they've got a couple. Don't mind. Okay. Yeah. And is this the same guy that's running the Kosamui? Yes. All right. Interesting. Yeah, spreading out. Satellite operation. I was Hopping look- on a little boat <laughs> with his little yeah. rucksack full of full of Logitech Pro cameras <laughs> ready to set him up. And this guy, I did I tell you I'm sure I've probably told you about this. This guy, like, he just keeps popping ones up and you go, "What's he doing this for?" It's like you're just tracking everything that's happening within a, you know, 200 kilometer distance like he sells ad space on the pages doesn't he does not that like, what's going on how much how much money can you make off that like w- it shows all of these webcams the when way you, you describe it it sounds like a pretty vibrant community people no, are kicking off when the angle gets changed yeah There's i know a lot of people watching these but things. i feel like it's like like you're saying it's like train spotters it's like me and a, like a bunch of other fucking idiots mm. and but like not too many like you don't you're not saying like for example, train spotters. Oh, there's a million of them out there. No, no, no. There's just like these hardcore ones. Yeah, but I'll tell you this. The one time I've been onto one of these pages, the pop-up banner ad I saw was for a thing that I'd never heard of before called an unplanned title alternator. Oh. This sophisticated piece of technology that right. makes it so that you put names in and then it just randomly spits them out. Okay. And then lo and behold, a week later, you're like, hey, you know, we've been looking for a way to make the Patreon names completely random. I can't remember where I heard about this, but uh, there's this piece of technology that's apparently meant to be really great. Wow. So, you know, he okay. makes one sale off that. Okay. It, you know, it's it's kind of all worthwhile. This guy might even own the company. We don't right. know. The, the UTA company. We don't right, know. Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but this guy, I <laughs> I emailed him. This guy, I emailed. I emailed him mm. uh, a couple of years ago, and I said, "Are you hiring? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need anyone to go polish the cameras? <laughs> Come over and like suck you off and be your personal sex slave? Very free, all of a sudden. Very free. 
I I asked him if he'd put up a camera at the the Kosamu International Podcast Festival. Oh yeah, you did tell me this, yeah. A, like a temporary camera. And yep. he was like, What the fuck would I do that for? I'm like, what the fuck would you do any of this for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it sort of annoyed me a fair bit, but You gotta ask him some more questions. We gotta get to we gotta get a bit more info on what this guy's uh Yeah. What his whole what his vibe is, what well, is what is what's his ten year plan? <laughs> ask him that. We we left it. Remember when we did the show for the Kosamui um, radio station mm-hmm. and we sort of left it go remember we, we did a show from there yes and it got uploaded to the uh, Kosumu, whatever it was Kosumui FM yep and then he asked us to just like come back and do other shows which we just sort of ignored yeah that guy so the, the person who ran the radio station it's a digital radio station mm. we recorded an hour of content and he just put it on the air first yep. of all it got their site crashed yes. when all of our people tried to listen to it yeah, live yeah, yeah. and we did we ever put maybe did we put it out on the Patreon oh, I can't remember yeah. but anyway we, we kind of wanted it to be just like a tune in like live kind of fun thing and then the whole way through he's like Oh, yeah, and maybe this could be a thing where when you're back in Australia, you can just, like, keep doing these and sending them to me. And yeah. we're just like, why? Yeah. Why would we do that? Yeah. I mean, we could have just sent him the eps, I guess. Yeah. Or he could just get them and put them on, but... Yeah, I like the idea that he just, like, you know, he's, his whole radio station crashed and he's like, that's a good thing. Yeah, this yeah. This guy's fucked, our, fucked my operation up. That's yeah. cool. And I really had it in my head when we said we wanted to do it that it was an actual, like... 93.6 yeah. Samui FM. Yeah. Not just a listening to it on the internet. Yes. That's that, what we already do. That was the goal. <laughs> that was the, I, I had it in my head. I was like, I want people driving to work. Yes. Going down Beach Road. Yeah. Um, you know, going to work at Mr. Crab and just hearing a little bit of us before before they, you know, had to go in there. and. Now that we're saying it out loud, it's insane that that's how yes. we thought it worked. Yes. <laughs> Drop the fucking billy lids off at crash. Yeah, <laughs> and also I just I was I was I was really trying to fantasize what the what a Kosamui radio station would look like as yes. well. Yeah, just you know, just Flintstone style. You know, just us with a couple of coconut shells, right, over our ears, and yeah, we thought we'd be able to go in there. Yeah, yeah, we were really excited about that. Yeah, and he was like, I had this like fantasy in my head that it'd be like. Week long residency. Yeah. So we just we just basically we just get out there a little bit early before the podcast festival, and then instead of having to like worry about organising shows every night, it's like we're just we're just staying somewhere, just getting up, doing an hour of radio, and just kicking and back for the rest of the day. And also, I was thinking, you know, we do like the midday shift or something, and just thinking of all the hundreds of people that come to the festival, mm. and they're all lounging on the pool, and all of a sudden, you know, the Tommy and Carl shows cracked on yeah and it's like being played on loudspeakers around there and just thinking of everyone around the pool going fuck yes great glad we just went to another country to listen to radio this is actually exactly awesome. yeah we could have had like dr car pop in on fridays yeah great <laughs> right. um thanks, uh, thanks i rooted Francis. a girl on the beach last night dr car look you guys have chlamydia <laughs> long-winded 25 minute answer <laughs> yeah not getting the joke yeah uh, okay thanks, thanks francis thanks francis thanks for coming um Thank you to Patreon subscriber. Uh, well, this is a slightly difficult one, but I've decided th- this person didn't give their last name, okay. um, So, I'd, but they did include where they work, and I've thought, you know what, I'm going to throw them a bone. I'm going to name where they work. Uh, thank you to Patreon <laughs> subscriber. throwing them a bone? <laughs> well, a little bit. Okay. You know, this is, well, it's an ad for where oh, they okay, work. Okay, right, right, yeah. right, right. Uh, Thank you to Patreon subscriber Chris at Digital Emotions Creative. 
Very nice. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like you going, you know what? They didn't include their last name, but I did a bit of research. I found out their address, so I'm going to throw them a bone yeah, yeah. and read out where they live. That's a cool bone. Um, Digital Emotions Creative. Mm. Mm, yeah. Okay. DEC. This is like, this just sounds like a very like, just like 2020 kind of, you know, this could be anything. Well, I'll tell you what it is. Okay. It's because I did a bit of, a little bit of research. Did a little By Google. research, mm-hmm. I mean just clicked on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds pretty fruity, doesn't it? Digital emotions. Let me creative. ask you this. When you clicked that website, mm. did that suspicious, did that little, Ooh. Pl- did that plug in fire up and it go, didn't. Digital emotions. It did. Eh, eh. I'll tell you when it did go. Eh, eh. When I tried to check my own email, they're like, mm, I wouldn't nah, go near sus. here. And I'm like, Yahoo. this is my fucking Ugh. email. It's my email. <laughs> Let me in. Um, it took me a while to get in my email. Um, so digital emotions creative. Sounds sounds pretty cool. I, you get on the website. And look, Chris, I believe, doesn't own this place. He must just like work there. Um <laughs> now he uh, it it shows a bit of clients. I'm like, all right, I want to I want to see who Digital Motions Creative is working for. Mm-hmm. I think I uh, look, I think it's a hundred percent Spanish clients. Okay. It was all like th- they did a bit of work for uh, Sevilla FC, which is a, a mm-hmm. major Spanish football club. A bit of work for Spanish McDonald's. Okay, like it was all it was all Spanish stuff, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And then I checked down. Where's this Digital Motions Creative based? Guess. Spain? No. Newcastle. What the fuck's going on here? I don't know. I think they've got like a Spanish owner and for some reason he can't attract any New South Wales clients. Yeah. So he's living in fucking Newcastle and he's just gone, ah, fuck it. All right, we'll just keep going with fucking anything Yeah. in, in El Taco. Yeah. Just do you think it's fucking, it, do you think it's brutal working there? Like the workday starts at, you know, 7 p.m. Oh, yeah. You don't finish until like 5 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just, just maybe Chris is like a door-to-door salesman just walk around Newcastle begging anyone. Oh, the Crown and Anchor pub. Can you play? Do, is there any, any work going mm, here? Mm. No? Fuck. Okay, well, I guess we're going to have to says, keep working for some Barcelona restaurant. And the, then what this also says is how bad are all the creative agencies over in Spain? Yeah. If you're, you know, if yeah, if you're ru- running a tapas restaurant, yeah, and you're like, you know what, we got to go with this place in Newcastle. None of these fucking idiots around the corner are up to doing the job well, m- of of advertising our new menu. Maybe, if, maybe if Digital Emotions Creative want to do a bit of pro bono work for a little Dum Dum Club, they can whack it up on their podcast and finally have an Australian client. Okay, and uh, start to go, you know, instead of uh, instead of them sort of, you know, walking around Newcastle going. You know, hire us. Look at this work we did for fucking Real Madrid. It's Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck are you talking about, cunt? Yep. Oh, well, I guess we've done something for Little Dumb. Yes! This podcast. Some great Australian It's popular. It has a lot of clout. Yeah. Other people are going to sign on when they see that you've got We did a show in Newcastle. We did a live show in Newcastle last year. We had a lot of people come. Mm -hmm. Chris, I know know you're contributing already to the Patreon, but maybe you, you know, do a bit of... Digital creating contributing. I know you're so ashamed of listening to this that you didn't want to put your surname on your Patreon yes. description, but go into your boss's office. Yeah. And uh, you know, tell him that uh tell him that the little dum dum club will happily accept some free labor from your company. Or, or at the very least, sneak some sort of reference to us on the Spanish McDonald's website. 
Yes. That would yes, be good. there you go. <laughs> I was in Spain exactly this time last oh, year. Oh, really? Mm, really makes you think, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> it does make me think. I've never been to Spain and I, it's, it's one of the places I'd like to go. I fucking loved it. I had no expectation whatsoever uh, and just kind of booked it in at the end of my trip. It's like, you know what? A couple of little extra days there surprised me. Said that to my travel agent. And uh, he was like, you know what, listen to the pod, know a little bit about what you're into and kind of stuff you like and sort of vibe you're going for with other places. I reckon you'd love Barcelona. And he mm. was bang on the money. I had a fucking ball of a time over there. Wouldn't mind it. Um, thanks, Must Chris. be nice. Thanks, Chris. Uh, thank you to Patreon subscriber. Jay Silbernagel. Okay. Now are we talking J-A-Y or just initial? J-A-Y. I love that. Like your mate. Mm-hmm. Silbernagel, like your other mate. Silber. Mm. Silbernagel. S-I-L-B-E-R-N-A-G-E-L. Silbernagel. Is that it? Silbernagel? Silbernagel. Silbernagel. Oh, maybe Silbernagel. It's probably Silbernagel. Silbernagel. Yeah, Silbernagel. I like that Silbernagel. Silbernagel. That's very... Because you sort of break... It's like you're breaking it into two... Words. I feel a bit amateur saying Silbernagel. That's it feels like very uh mm, feels a bit unprofessional, it feels a bit amateur, feels a bit uh like uh, Silbernagel sounds a bit sophisticated. Yes. If I wrote a sketch about someone called Jay Silbernagel, I'd have someone at the start going, I, is this Jay Silbernagel? Yeah. And he'd be a fucking idiot. You're right, you're right. Mm. Yeah, it's like a it's like a comic book character who's like in the world of the show. He's famous. Yeah. And then there's someone going, Silbernagel, you fucking dolt. But what a what a what a life, Silbernagel, Silbernagel, whatever it is. You've you've had some fucking, you've had a few pain in the ass moments over the years. It's a tongue twister for sure. It's it's it's, it's no fun. Absolute ruddy tongue twister. You've been given more work than you needed. Mm. Like you know. The point of having names is to make <laughs> it easier go. for yep. everyone. Yep. This has just made it a bit harder for someone, I think. Mm. Like, you've got unlimited letters and, you know, just do whatever you want with it. Uh, dude. <sighs> <laughs> Imagine a world <laughs> with no names. <Yeah. laughs> That's cool. That's cool, dude. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, just just a lot of work. There's just a, Maybe that's why he's gone with such a... You know, simple first name. Although, maybe there's a there's a argument argument to be made that uh, spelling J by going J A Y is a bit over complicated, where you can just literally use the letter J. I mean, in the case of the lead singer of the world's, you know, undeniably one of the great pop bands of the modern era. Oh, you mean Dinosaur Junior, J Mascus, the lead singer? Yeah. Right. Okay. No, but J K. So he's got the double barrel of that. Right. Where he frequently just signs himself off. Just two letters. Because his last name is K, K A Y. Is he not just. Maybe he's just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so you go. You say to him, Can I have your autograph? <laughs> and he writes JK. He's like, yeah. Just kidding, as yeah, if yeah, I'd yeah. give you my yeah. fucking autograph. <laughs> yeah. That's actually not bad. Yeah. If that went around my the fan community. Like, <laughs> 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 That's that going around the fan community of like, man, if he if you ask his autograph, if he likes you, he'll sign a J A Y K A Y. Yeah, yeah. But if you just get a straight up 
two letters, JK. Yeah. You, he was pulling the piss. Yeah. He fucking hated you and didn't want you to have his autograph. Yeah, why is this JKC? That's a joking cunt. <laughs> he really hated you. Um, JK, LOL. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Uh, let us know what the fuck's going on with the surname. Mm. Uh, thank you to Patreon subscriber, Callie Robertson. Kelly or Callie? Ke- I said Callie. 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 I didn't just adopt a new accent just for this but name. That's why I had to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've uh, never heard of such answer. a thing, and it sounded, to my ears, quite peculiar. Now, that, that's that got to be an abbreviation for something. C-A-L-L-Y. Oof. I don't know what. I don't know what for. Callie. Callie. It's, it raises questions. It doesn't answer any, apart from the, the question, what is your name? Mm. Um, it's nailed that one. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's caused confusion, but it's technically answered it. Um, I don't. I don't mind it. I, I, it's confusing, but it's one of those good confusions where I'm like, "Is it okay? All right. Yeah. Okay. I I agree. There's nothing like when I'm kind of scratching my head a yeah, bit. Yeah, my yeah, brow's yeah. a bit flummoxed, and then yeah, I go, "You know what, though." This is one of the good confusions where yeah, I'm actually yeah. really enjoying this. It's not one of those ones where you just throw your hands up in the air and go, what the fuck is this? Mm. It's a bit of like, oh. There's, um, I think the negative type of confusion is supermarket confusion. Which fucking aisle is this in? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I'm looking for a source. I'm in the sources aisle. This kind of a thing yeah. is nowhere to be seen. Where the fuck? And then you ask someone, they're like, oh, it's over there in the fucking cereal aisle. Do you know what my... All right. Good good, good point. Good subject that you've brought up here. Uh, And this raises something I've thought for a long time. Most confusing position for a item in the supermarket. This is something that I am always having to deal with. Name the item. Yes. And I'll tell you where I think I'd get it. What aisle I think I'd get it in. Okay. Uh, hollandaise sauce. Hmm. Now I've I've gone to buy it before, so I've been in this position trying to think what I've seen it near. Now it's not really a spread. I guess I'd be looking for it around kind of the mustards and mayonnaises kind of area. Sure, but who the fuck knows where that is? Now they do. I look. I don't know where they deliberately do it. But I feel like in every supermarket, there's a different game plan for it. It's not, it's it's they'll have they'll have anything like that, and they'll just keep it away from from anything that's similar like that. It goes into a miscellaneous. See, section. I'm I'm where I live currently. It's I'm an odd spot of food, I think, yes. in a supermarket. Yes. Uh, well, I'm at the moment where I live currently. I'm I'm in a weird position where I'm equidistant between. About three different supermarkets. Mm. I don't really have. You got your mainstream. You got I don't have a local that I'm at all the time. It's mm. just basically I'm driving back from here. Oh, okay, I'll stop in at that one. Yep. I feel like a walk in this direction. I feel like you know, there's no like one. Where I in my old house, I had one just down the road, and I could never prove this, but I swear to God, I was there very regularly. I swear to God, they were these cunts were moving the shelves around. Yeah. Every week and a half. Okay. Only way to explain it. Yeah. Only way to explain it. Lived mm. there for three years. What? It never got any easier to get in. Often cooking the same stuff. Never got any easier to get in and get out with the stuff that I n- thought I knew where it was. What product were did the did did confusion reign with? Everything, but you know what I found moves around a lot 
eggs. Oh. Because some pla- some supermarkets seem to think that it's imperative that they be in the fridge. Right. Okay. That Plenty makes of sense. others. Yeah. So if one place thinks that they should be in the fridge, mm. I think that automatically makes any other supermarket that's not doing that look fucked. Yeah. Don't you think? That's a good point. Yeah. Because, you know, fridge space is a hot commodity in the mm. supermarket. Yeah. You know, shelf space, bit easier to come by. Yeah. So it's like, should these things be refrigerated or not? Mm. When I get them home, what am I doing? I'm putting them in the fridge. Yeah. It's not like that something where I've broken the seal. You know, anything, you know, a sort like a mayonnaise. Maybe it's on a shelf, but then it like a lot of products, it's quite understood. Once you've broken that seal, yes. you've got to get it into the fridge. But eggs... I'm taking these off a dry-ass shelf yeah. and then I'm putting them into my nice that, chilly fridge. That is what a the weird... the fuck's going on? That is a weird thing where you break the seal and all of a sudden when you break the seal, you've got to refrigerate it. Yes. Like, why the fuck didn't it need refrigerating when it had a full seal? Mm. What's Where's the magic happen there? What, Was it just like packed with cold in there? Was that last little yeah, layer yeah, of yeah, air yeah, just yeah. cold air? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can never get the cold air back in. Mm. That's a fucking good point. That's oh, that's someone's someone's putting the samurai sword down and uh, doffing the fedora and getting ready to fire off a big old post into the Facebook group. About <laughs> what the reason for that is? <laughs> Wait here, my lady. I've got to yeah. fire up at these guys on their Facebook page. See, that's a much more. I think that's a much more interesting point that you know people will try and manufacture a talking point of like, oh, should the tomato sauce be in the... F- uh, I, don't, I don't give a fuck about that at all. But the eggs is an interesting point. Stuff moves around. And look, as much as I'm complaining about it and it's annoying, I, I understand when I set off on foot to the supermarket, I understand that that's part of the mental workload of being in the supermarket, mm. that I'm going to have to look around yeah. for a little bit too long. I've factored in that time, so it's fine. What we do need to agree on is, do the eggs need to be cold or not? I'm fine for them to then move mm. around in different bits of the fridge. Yep. Sometimes they might be near the cheese. Yep. Sometimes they might be, you know, more in the produce section. I don't mind some about days, that. Some days they be behind the door. Some mm-hmm. days they're in the open section of the don't refrigeration Don't mind that if section. that varies from store to store. Yeah. I just want some consistency with yeah, the temperature. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would like to know if anyone can name a product that's more inconsistently uh, categorized than the uh, Hollandaise sauce. Because I've even seen. What do you mean? Because it's sauce. It's with sauces. It's not. uh, This is what I'm telling you. It's not with sauces. There'll there'll be like a bunch of sauces in a row, and then you'll have to go fucking two aisles before you find the hollandaise. And then where are you typically finding it? Like in amongst what other products? It's not consistent. Like that's why I'm telling you. Mm, Okay. I don't know because it's like I've tried to look at rhyme or reason, and Mm -hmm. it's failed me. And I know that it's an absolute lucky dip. People in supermarkets don't know where to put hollandaise sauce. I've even seen it separated from the Baronet sauce. You go, that's the logical... The, the, the same company makes both of them. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They look the same, basically. Put them back to back. Mm-hmm. And they can't even fucking do that. There's, there's no one that's got a grip of consistently where it should go. I'm trying to think how I could do this. What I think I need to do with the eggs thing, what I would like to work out is if it's consistent between chains of supermarkets. Mm. So if I go into multiple Coles's and work out if they're all doing the same thing, if that's just a company-wide thing, hey, yep. here at Coles, we keep our eggs in the fucking fridge, yeah, pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm sort of okay with. See, that's if that's this is like a if this is a Coles Woolies thing of like at Woolworths, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not fucking flat earthers that think that the eggs need to be kept cool. I look, I agree. Like, if you're trying, if you're either Coles or Woolworths, and you're going. 
Look, basically, they all sell the same bullshit. This is the best talking dum-dum we've ever done. <laughs> this is <laughs> such a good one. They all sell the same shit. Like, you know, for them to try and differentiate between the two of them, you're the same. Oh, you think that's it? You think that's the one point of difference yeah, yeah, between yeah. the J? That would be if sick. If you come out, like, yeah. no, no one can come out and go, oh, we've got milk. It's like, yeah, we've got milk too. You've all got the same shit. Mm. There's nothing between you. You spend millions of dollars on advertising campaigns. There's nothing between you. Mm. But if one of you go, we've got the eggs in the fridge. We got the other cunts don't. Yeah, hollandaise sauce aisle two every time mm. with the rest of the sauce. Yeah. Well, then you've got a fucking angle. It's also like, what's the point of being a chain if stuff isn't sort of the same? If I can't go, you know what I would love to do is like I go. I'm a loyal Coles customer. And what that means is on their website, there's a map of where everything is yeah. in every aisle and it's the same in every Coles. Yeah. And I have that to hand. Then guess what? I'm always shopping at Coles. If it doesn't matter where in the country I am, yeah. I can step in. I agree. Aisle two, first thing to the left, bo- second bottom shelf. Yeah. If I know that across the board, that's going to inspire brand loyalty in me. So why has no suit? It's not like you go, oh, oh okay. Oh, I'm at a McDonald's in Perth. Is the counter where I order, is that in the toilet yeah. or is it out the back in the yeah, car yeah, park? Yeah, it yeah. could be anywhere. A fries made of ice cream here. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, if, if, you, if you could just look, it's not like there's new foods being created. It's not like people in the fucking supermarket that run it are going, oh, well, this fucking, this is a new robot food and we don't, we're not quite sure what's going on here. It's like eggs are as fucking, that's... Mm. It's in literally the big conundrum. What came first, the fucking chicken? Yeah. It's the first question that's ever been fucking asked. I will say, though... In so the you've c- had that long to sort out where they go. Yeah, but in the grand scheme, that is that is actually an interesting conundrum that you've raised. I mean, think about... I remember probably, hmm, probably just over a decade ago going to a cafe and it was really touch and go whether you could get aioli as a side to your right. chips. There was a point where... Even in the inner city, not everywhere had them. Certainly not if you went into a country town. Yeah. And now you look at it, every cafe, wherever you are in the world, you can get aioli. Not only that, you can buy it in a bottle at the supermarket. Yeah. So at a certain point, this has come along. Someone in at Coles HQ has gone, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like aioli with a bit of garlic in it. All right, well, it's it's, sorry, it's uh, it's mayonnaise, a bit of garlic. So does it go next to the... Mayonnaise, or do are we? Are we just chucking this. You know, it's the garlic flavor. Are mm. we putting this next to the garlic cloves? Yeah, that is funny to think about. Like these new things coming along, and someone in at Woolworths headquarters just being absolutely caught unawares. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck do we do with this? Yeah, it's, it must be a real job for those guys of like, um, you know, it's a it's a cultural job, mm. really. Yeah, it's it's you got to keep up with the times. You can't have some sort of, you know, sixty seven year old buyer and organizer in there you got to be you got to be hit man so this is what i think is is happening is like a lot of times maybe they're going oh here's a new product i can go here and they probably get it wrong and by then it's too late to move everything else around and they're also a little bit embarrassed to say look we we stock food we should know where this stuff goes we had no idea yeah we, we're putting we're putting the fucking hollandaise next to the turnips we yeah. just had we just didn't know yeah but guess what it's okay to be wrong yeah. you just move it just 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 do the right thing. Yeah. Now that it's established, put it back where it's meant to go. Yeah. Let's work that out. Anyway, this has been going way too long. Thanks, Callie. Uh, here's the last contributor. Uh, thank you to Eggs Comedy. That'll do.
Um, thanks everyone for subscribing to uh, Patreon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, being part of what we do. It's uh, it's it's after midnight. Yeah. Oh, is I've it had really? A few. Oh, yeah. Saturday, uh, May the thirtieth. We're doing the Zoom live stream. Get on the socials and the website, littledumdumclub.com. Yeah. You can find the tickets and all the information about that. We've also got the new Talking Dum Dum uh, hoodies and T-shirts. Mm. Once again, all that stuff available at the website. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, mate. Eggs comedy. That's a weird name. Okay. Comedy. Comedy.